We've made some mistakes, Miss Kyle. Girls gotta eat. And you have an appetite. Why would you run? You can't hide from us with a record like this. Maybe it's not you I'm running from. Who then? Bane? What do you know about him? That you should be as afraid of him as I am. We can offer you protection. spotted you, I was looking for a friend of mine, Bruce Wayne. Did they kill him? I'm not sure. Do you expect me to talk? of Do You Expect Us Talk? I'm your host Becca and as always joined by Inimitable Dave and Chris. How are you doing? Did you say Lamentable then? Inimitable. Oh right. Okay. I heard Lamentable but you know many a true word spoken in jest. You could never be Lamentable. I could be. People have lamented me for years. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means so I'm just going to say yeah. No, no, don't, don't say that, Chris. Just sort of nod sagely and make an approving noise while I'm reading intelligent. Mm. 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 Yeah, not, not like you've just tasted something nice. They'll <laughs> be on training, folks. It could be like Freddy Gray. Mm. Mm. Anyway, guys, I am very sad right now. Can you guess why? Because um, you've Your dog's died. But- you're about a third of the way through your 30s and you're thinking, shit, this is going nowhere. <laughs> what the hell am I doing with my life? Yeah. Actually, I'm sad for a whole other reason. Well, that's right. why I'm sad, to be honest, Dave. So... <laughs> <laughs> you become Batman next week. <laughs> Don't tell everybody it's a secret. Sorry. What, what that become... golden age of 35 where every... Every, Every person comes Batman at thirty-five. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a few there's a you know hundred million or so every year. Well, it's funny you say that because I actually have got a bit of a bad back at the moment. So, oh dear. Oh, there you go. Maybe you need that. So it's prophecy, really. Yeah, get yourself a touch of gout, and you're on the verge of being a, <laughs> being a top athlete and worldwide hero. I was Batwoman in a couple of years, so I get to turn into Batwoman. No, um, Batman. Oh. <laughs> no, you turn into Batman. Oh dear. Still, at least you'll have something to play with. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he means like utility belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think he meant? <laughs> what do you think he meant? So, why are you sad, Becca? Because we are coming to the end of our Batman retrospective review series. It is always sad to leave a series of such patchy and variable quality behind. <laughs> I suppose we'll come back to it, obviously, when we come to the um, DC Expanded universe. We will, oh, joy. it will be part of this series. Yeah, I can't yeah, Deep wait. joy, deep joy. <laughs> Great. Uh, um... <laughs> I shall remind myself not to fall asleep. 
Who knows? Justice League might be good. You never, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Wishful thinking. <laughs> well, they've refilmed it twice. They've had a couple of goes. Yeah. Still pretty boring. It does look a bit CG spectacular, doesn't it? it? Looks a little bit. They all at the end of the films look sort of dark and lots of flames and stuff, doesn't it? They all, yeah. the, all the, they all look like that at the end. Still like, some daytime scenes. Do you have a bit of levity and? Yeah, well, I, I can't. I mean, I can't really sort of remember any actual set that looked like it wasn't all like green screen. All set pieces look like it's all just by computer generated sort of kind of stuff with with the with the actors just sitting on sort of green boxes and then to just superimpose everything. Yeah. Uh, well, Wonder Woman looked at a laptop at one point. I believe that was there. Yep. Um, there was there was a bit in a bank or museum or somewhere where baddies tried to take people hostage and Wonder Woman came in and beat them all up. Alright, okay. Chris so, has got confused with Spider-Man there, but we'll go with it. No, that was in the new trailer. Did you not see it? Oh, no, no, no. oh the new trailer. Sorry, yeah, yeah. No, we were talking... I thought I was thinking Batman versus Superman there, actually. But yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, so, that, that's how good they are. They all mesh into one. It's like, yeah, there's... <laughs> We've had so much of a glut to these superhero movies in the last few years. I think they're all going to blur into one, so it'll be like Super Spider Bat Iron. I'm Man. kind of, I'm, I'm pretty happy to do the DC Universe when it comes to it. It's going to be a while. We're going to let them build up a few. Obviously, I mentioned little Marvel heroes there. I just mashed them all into one, but never mind. Uh, Marvel sooner. We we got to get on that train before it really rides out of town. Um, yes. But we'll get to that. I think probably around the turn of the year. I'd have thought. Um, but yeah, this is the end of of the sort of singular Batman series. Which means, <gasps> shed a tear. And Dave, you can oh. tell us why you think this is the end of an era with Nolan. Uh, I didn't say it was the end of an era. I okay, said then. it was the start of his decline. Okay. Because <laughs> basically, this is the first of three films he's made in this decade, if you take the inception out of it, and. I've not really liked any of them. So you weren't a fan of Dunkirk? No, I didn't like it very much at all. I certainly didn't think it was terrible by any means. I'm not going to sit and slaughter it, but... Still not I, seen it. I couldn't get into interested in any of the characters. It felt very, very small scale. I mean, for a beach that had three or 400,000 people on it, it looked like about 200 people just <laughs> on, on a small stretch of beach. Um, I thought the playing with times was purely a gimmick in this film. I really did. I don't think it was necessary at all. And I just left out. I, I just left having not engaged with it at all and not empathised with anyone whatsoever. I've heard also um, that it's not that historically accurate either. Well, yeah, there were horses on the beach and things like that. That no, mm. You see none of that. Oh. Um, but I, it, it really wasn't about the accuracy for me. It was just about the... It finished, and I thought, well, "What was the fucking point of that?" I, yeah. I, I really couldn't get into it, and you know, I've gone with some of the more outlandish stuff that he's done. I mean, Inception just took me no problem at all. The, the Prestige. I mean, I didn't think Interstellar was that great, but I at least sort of cared about the characters a bit. Um, and given that I thought this was by far, spoiler alert, guys, the weakest of the, the his Batman trilogy, and that hasn't changed tonight. Um, 
it's been a while since Nolan's done a film I really, really loved. Well, he's only sort of done two since uh, Rise, isn't he? So, uh... but I'm including Rises in that. I mean, yeah. for me, he's, he's sort of not for three in the last three. Now they're not three abominations by any means. They're they're three films that all have much to recommend them. Um, and I'll say some nice things tonight. I, I I'm still going to be enthusiastic next time a, a Christopher Nolan film is is on its way. But it start it, it is starting to concern me now because there was a run where everything he did was outstanding, and I've not really liked anything for a while. It's more frustration, isn't it? Because it's just everything else is great in terms of like the weight and it, how it looks and how it, how it's actually well directed and acted and all the rest of it. It's just certain narrative or stylistic choices that you just go, ah, oh, you just you you're nearly there, you're nearly there. It's like, I mean, I had the same issue with Dunkirk you know, with the time frame. I was like, I kind of spent most of the film kind of going a bit confused about, oh, wow, is that another ship? Oh, oh okay. Oh, 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 no, I've seen that before. Um, and yeah, I just didn't think there was a need for it, particularly. I mean, I would have thought maybe if you kind of just had it maybe in a, a three-act structure with three different stories, and then we would have, through them, would have seen the, the overlaps of each story. We would have gone, oh, okay, I can kind of see where you're going with that. Um, maybe that would have worked. I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I've only seen it once, so maybe, like, I might see it again and go, yeah. like, oh, okay, that works a lot better, but... Um, and I've only seen Interstellar once or twice, so, I mean, I've really got to... I'm quite happy to revisit them, and, and I think I hope I've proved to everyone who listens to this over the last couple of years that... I do watch things with fresh eyes. I do actually reappraise sometimes. And when I next watch these three films, and I include The Dark Knight Rises in that, you know, that they, they've got like a clean slate again. It's one of the things I find most frustrating about The Dark Knight Rises, but we'll get to that. Tell us about the film, Becca. Tonight we are reviewing The Dark Knight Rises, funnily enough. Spoiler Starring. alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Starring, as always, Christian Bale, Tom Hardy, Anne Hathaway, Marion Cotillard, Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, Gary Oldman, Ben Mendelsohn, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. The score by Hans Zimmer, the script by Jonathan Nolan and Christopher Nolan, and directed by Christopher Nolan and released in 2012. I love your terminology there, Becca, like starring, as always, if every film with you stars Christian Bale. Actually, I've missed out one key person who I have a fun, fun fact about, a fun back fact at the end of the show. Gillian Murphy. That's the one. And I probably mispronounced Marion Cotillard as well, but... Um, oh, well. That's, that's about right. It's more for my ears, anyway. <laughs> I thought that's about right. Um, but yeah, she's in every film ever made. All of this cast are... <laughs> as always. It's like, if you've seen Inception, uh, it's kind of everybody bar um, Leo, bar Leo DiCaprio. Um, and a few other people as well, um, but it's mainly you know the same sort of people, isn't it? Who's, you know, <laughs> you know, Rebecca, that doesn't work. No, everyone, but like, everyone, everyone, bar few people. <laughs> Christian Bale wasn't the exception. Yeah, Christian Bale. What did you dream about, Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Freeman wasn't an exception, I don't think. Uh... No, it's the same. It's the same sort of people, isn't it? It's the same kind of type of people that yeah, you get. Yeah, he can't, I mean... You know, yeah. he, he works with kind of on a, on a regular basis. He does like Killian Murphy, he likes uh, Michael Caine. Um, yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that Michael Caine is his sort of good luck charm, I've heard him say that before. Yeah, definitely. Michael Caine is in Dunkirk. 
Mm. That's it. Well, he is that kind of director who does attract that kind of cast, I think. Um, yeah, I see so my bombshell there really shy. Very high, um, very high <laughs> caliber. Completely ignored straight away. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I mean, obviously, he's very, you know, that very kind of high caliber type of cast. So. Yeah, I mean, Harry Styles, and, you know. Well, apart from Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> to be, no, to, to, to be fair, fine. he's fine. And he it, makes yeah. one film, and it's like, oh, I retire from acting. So. Really? Sod off, you know. Go and release another album. Just go and do what you're good at. Why do you want so, him to release another album? Like, are you a big fan? Well, no, it's just that if you're going to... Oh, it just, it just annoys me. You're, anyway, not, you're, not, on. you're not a One Directioner, are you? No, I'm not, sadly, no. Okay. She swings both ways. <laughs> <laughs> I know, firmly on the straight and narrow, unfortunately. Strictly um, butter side up, mate. <laughs> I okay. don't quite know about that. Uh, I think I've stolen that from Ace Rimmer. I think I was, yeah, that's yeah, that an Ace Rimmer reference, isn't it? I yeah. was like, yeah. That's when, yeah, it is. Like, it, it, it's when, um, it's when in the alternate universe, Robert Llewellyn's character yes. offers to meet him in his quarters covered in terra musculata. Yeah, he that's says, it. He's like, he says, happily been married for 35 years, but a guy like you turns a man's head. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm strictly on a side up. This is why we have to do a red commentary podcast. We've got a um, we've got a laser focus on tonight's film. In fact, I think this is a microcosm of uh, the problems with the film. To be honest with you, a little bit <laughs> of focus this so far, isn't it? No, that's I, it. I'm I'm actually curious to to um, to know what Dave's because uh, before when we did a, a podcast, he did mention the fact that there was there was one piece of a uh, point in the film where he could tell Chris Nolan really didn't really didn't care or give a shit. <laughs> about what he was doing. I'm kind of curious to know what he was referring to, so I'm actually looking forward to this. I'm actually quite... I'm, I'm happy to answer that, Chris, just very, very quickly. Uh, there's two bits in the film where I thought, that's really fucking lazy. I think there's probably a bit more to it than that as I went through it, but there's certainly two scenes that always spring out. The, the one I was referring to when we talked on that podcast was before, was an establishing shot of Gotham. Um... We had an establishing shot in Batman Begins, and it was a city none of us have ever seen before because it was collated in a computer from mm. a collage of different real-world places. And for all you say, I mean, I've, I've read a lot of bullshit about Dunkirk today, funnily enough, talking about, well, how refreshing it was to have no CG in. I'm thinking, well, if CG had given it a bit of scale, it's it's not some evil tool. Half of the time, you don't even know it's there. Um, in this film, there was an establishing shot of Gotham and it was just New York. And you, but it, I, I'd have been okay if they disguised it even a bit, but it was literally just New York. And you had the new World Trade Center building in, in that shot before it was completely built when it was like a building site. And I just thought they couldn't even fucking disguise that at all. How lazy is this? And the second shot was. Um, when Batman comes back into action and, and he says, you're in for a show tonight. And this guy, the bike stops and a guy jumps off it. And as the guy on the bike turns to shoot him, Batman appears out of nowhere and sweeps him off his bike, which is a great shot. But the very next shot, Batman is leaning the other way and there's no one anywhere near him. And I just think like, this is just lazy. I mean, he, the, the director he is most commonly um, compared to is Stanley Kubrick. Well, Stanley Kubrick didn't like or hate him, didn't let a frame of film out that he hadn't really, really thought about to a fault because he would yeah. do like 98 takes of things and stuff. Like, I mean, I, I heard him of him doing 
something like that in terms of number of takes of Tom Cruise walking through a door. I'm thinking how many different takes are there of Tom Cruise walking through a door? Uh, the bit where Alex is spat, gets spat in the face in um, in Clockwork Orange, 98 takes. Um, so it can be to a fault, but then I look at things in Nolan's films where I go, "That's a re- that's a bit lazy, and that's a really obvious error." And I think, well, he's he's got he's nowhere near as meticulous. No, I think you can tell in this one his heart wasn't as in it as much as the others. Um, but I, I I don't know. I think Rises is probably could arguably the more fascinating one to analyse because while the, there is that argument of like, well, it's just kind of like the, the one where he's just had to do it out of contractual obligation or was it... Or, or, or was this like something like... Was there something a lot more deeper, a bit more meaningful that like general cinema goers just didn't sort of get, or maybe it's a slightly flawed masterpiece to an extent? We don't know. You know, it's it's one of those ones which kind of like very questionable because one thing it is, it's it's out of the out of the Nolan films and quite possibly out of the Batman films. It's probably the least Bat Batmany film there is. Yeah, it's probably more a genre film rather than a Batman film, for example. Well, it's... Um, well like so action thriller that happens to have Batman in it. Again, like I said with the pre- some of the previous films. It's 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 one of the weird things. It's like, well, it's not really a Batman film, but what is it? It's it's you know, it, it it's kind of a blockbuster, but it's not a conventional blockbuster. It's a really weird animal. It's I, I it's really difficult to really place when you actually think about it. I mean, it's more akin to like sort of Nolan maybe go doing that like Interstellar in that kind of very yeah, idea. You can't sort of pigeonhole it, really, can you? You can't place yeah. it. It's not, it's not this or this. It's yeah, it's really weird, and uh, and I get why possibly Bat fans. Sorry to label you that, but uh, yeah. but, but like fans of that like, fans of Batman uh, would 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 watch this and go like, well, that's fucking not Batman in any sense sense of the word at all. But this is Nolan ending his trilogy how he envisions it so it's it's kind of not really to do i mean it's just it's based on the comics but it's not it doesn't really really have any allegiance to it at all i mean bane's nothing like he is in the comics nothing like him at all um everything's kind of very loose i mean the whole idea of like alfred would never leave batman would never quit blah blah, blah. well that, well, that's true but this is a director with a vision ending the story how he sees fit so i don't actually have a problem with it i mean there's tons about the film which i can probably say yeah that doesn't work you needed to kind of like tie up the plot a little bit there you know you need to explain a little bit and you need to elaborate that but we could go through the film and there'll be some there'll be always something that i actually like about it so I'm very conflicted by it. I mean, it kind of reminds me of the time it came out around the same time as Prometheus, which a lot of people hated Prometheus at the time. But, oh dear. But while I still, I, I, I'm kind of like a begrudging fan of Prometheus in a, in a way, because while I acknowledge, yes, it's it's heavily flawed in its script, it's a complete mess, and I would not blame anyone for disliking it at all. Um, but I still. I still get sucked in by the atmosphere and its ideas and its and how it looks and everything. So I kind of feel the same way about this. I kind of like feel like okay, well, yes, this isn't like the idea. This wasn't the Dark Knight sequel that we wanted, 
but it's something else and it, it what what that thing is for better for worse it is fascinating to an extent so yeah I, I mean I, I I'm not gonna heavily criticize it at all but I, I get why people don't like don't get on with it as much um, but in the same extent I get why people might sort of praise it um, I think Robbie Collins uh, um, listed it as his favorite the Dalek trilogy it's one of his favorite novels as well so I think it is important to to get that out there at the very start that I think I've crossed the sort of I think I've crossed the divide now and I watch it for what it is so I think the, the faults I I will pick in it are I think not influenced by this in the same way as maybe it once was but there's no doubt it's not the Batman film I wanted at all I, I mentioned last week about wanting you know Hunt the Dark Knight but even then, you know, the, the, what this this retroactively kind of um, infects the series to me a little bit, because you watch Batman Begins and you think, well, actually, he's only active for about another 10 months after this. The Dark Knight is set about 10 months after Batman Begins. And as much as there are caveats about last confirmed sighting of the Batman and everything, I think you can take it pretty much as read that he went home that night and that was it because he was badly injured. The police were on the lookout for him and that was an end to it. Um, and things got better, but it, it, it just doesn't make sense because you're trying to... Nolan's put in about a passage of time seemingly for two or three reasons. Firstly, to get the John Blake character to adulthood, somebody that will have been affected by Batman as a child, or Bruce Wayne, actually, in his case. Partly so we can see the city getting better, so to speak. But the problem that then leaves you is Bane goes to finish Raoul al Ghul's work by, you know, a cleansing fire on a city that's healed itself, which makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Um, Batman is completely out of action for eight years and was only ever active for about ten months. And then you've got Ra's al Ghul, the ghost of him, saying, you fought, you know, these people, and you fought these conditions in Gotham for years. No, he didn't. He fought them for a few months. Um, he retired from being Batman while he was living in the penthouse of an apartment, and he's, and he's built a brand new 16th century mansion uh, with a full Batcave under it that he will never use. Um, or use it once. <laughs> Well, it raises, yeah, well, yeah. but he didn't. Why did he build it if he was retired? Um, I, I, it ends up raising more questions than answers. Um, I think the film's got an awful lot wrong with it, and I, I just, I, I've got over the fact that it's the Batman film that's in front of me rather than the Batman film I wanted. So let's take it for what it is. But I actually still think it's a pretty poor film. I think it's it, it is actually it, you're right. It's fascinating. There's a lot about it that that's of interest. I'll have some good things to say about it. I think as as I go through, but this isn't any good. It, it, it's it's going to struggle because it's following such a great pair of films. Um, what I think also hurts it is stylistically, it looks a little bit like The Dark Knight. Batman's in the same uniform. It's still got that sort of cool color palette. 
you know, you see some of the same buildings at different times. Christian Bale obviously looks more like he did in the last one than the one before as a function of both age and the fact that in both of them he's like the weight is more natural weight, whereas we know he, he bulked up a bit too much for Batman Begins. So it's impossible not to sit there and go, well, this is this is the Dark Knight sequel and it's not as good. Um I think what also hurts it is the death of Heath Ledger. I find it very hard to believe that there wouldn't have been more of an allusion to the events of the last film um, than there I think was. That was largely just out of respect, really, wasn't there? Because there was going to be some mention oh, of the I Joker, but then they, I, they sort of decided. I don't have and a thought... problem with it. No, no, they they made the right decision. Yeah. They made the right decision, and I've got. I'm no being con- kind to agree there, just out of respect. Yeah, I've got no concrete evidence. The end result would have been either wildly different or wildly better. I just feel that in the normal run of things, we would have got more of a sequel to the last film. He took an extra year and went off to do Inception, which in my mind is like his last masterpiece, really. Um, so there was a four-year gap. I think also some of it was the sort of the paradigm in, in superhero films changing. The, you know, in 2008, it was all about The Dark Knight. In 2012, this is about six weeks after the release of The Avengers. And I just think that's where all the hype and money and everything else went. And although this film did well, suddenly The Dark Knight Rises felt like it had missed its window. It was like a year late. Did this this, um, do better than The Dark Knight? Um, In absolute terms, adjusted for inflation, no, it didn't. And And in America, no, it didn't. Uh, it was quite significantly behind the Dark Knight, but if you look at overall worldwide gross, it's a, it's a few tens of million ahead of it. But um, yeah, it's no, the first one not to kind of best the you know previous film, and also the it, least well, award winning as well. Well, more than Batman and Robin. <laughs> I, th- I think I think what Dark Knight had it was repeat viewings as well. I think a lot of fans watched it uh, and then came back to watch it again. Whereas with this one, I think fans were up for it and they they went in with with high expectations probably were disappointed and didn't give it the repeat viewing that it's it's long run time because it's the longest of of this Nolan trilogy as well Um, long run time really counts against it as well I mean it's not not to the point where it's kind of really bloated and doesn't know you know where it's going which direction Um, but I remember going to see this at the cinema and be like are we done yet? You know, <laughs> it's too with it. It I mean, it's, it's, it's still great for me. I mean, performance is still great. It looks very stylish, but yeah, there are big, massive plot holes here. Um, it's, it's but again, it's, it's fun to unpick everything yeah. that's going on. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot to investigate in this film, um, and it's, it's definitely worth your time. But yeah, it's just a bit for me, like too long. Um, yeah, too many things don't make sense. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It, it, you know, it. Not only does it, I think retroactively make the previous two films a bit worse bizarrely um but i i just think that uh, and it missed its its time frame and it's a bit sloppy and it's nolan going down the road of it being too long and superhero films have changed because you've got the marvel era sort of in full swing by now um and i don't even i'm still not convinced to this day with the exception of the last few shots of the film. I think he probably finished it where he wanted to finish it, but I'm not even convinced this is the story Nolan wanted to tell. I think, I think you know, it's almost you start with the ending scene of the film and retrofit it from there. So you've got to have a passage of time so that 
John Blake can be older. You've got to have a passage of time so Batman can be a little bit over the hill. You have to have a passage of time so Gotham can change and heal and all the other things you want to do with it. But you also have to have a passage of time so he can age to the point that retirement becomes an option, a proper retirement and finding a life for himself. And that's more poignant with a bit of age than, you know, if it was three weeks after Batman begins or something. Um, And it just raises so many problems. And I, I think Nolan wanted to finish this series when it finished it. I'm just not sure about the two and three quarter hours that preceded it. Yeah, for me, for me, when I first watched it, it was kind of, it just didn't have the spark. It was going along a, in, in, in a way where I was like, yeah, okay, this is all right. But I, I remember like the, the excitement that I had while watching The, the, the Dark Knight uh, on first viewing. It only sort of came alive in like the the last last like or the, in the in the climax stuff, you know, when like when Batman actually sort of comes back, it actually felt like I actually felt myself I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat here again. I'm like really into this now. Um, so it, it's always been a funny one for me. I do I, I would I do think though it, it it does kind of like if you if we sat down and and spoke to Crystal about like. Our issues with it, he would probably have like a perfectly good answer, but it did just not well established on screen. Like for example, with uh, Gotham being healed in terms of crime, I think. But I think what the film was trying to talk about really was the idea that there was still poverty. Um, yes, crime has gone down, but poor, poor still suffering. Well, you know, well like there's a lot of billionaires bit like being rich, which kind of got like the. It's a post crash film. The, it is a post economic yeah. crash. Which is kind of how I have that kind of like French Revolution angle in, in it. You know, it's like it's meant to be like a soft remake of Tale of Two Cities in, in, a, in a kind of way, which kind of which has that kind of theme throughout. Um, so there are elements in there, and, and they are like meant to like establish the fact that uh, you know, in, I suppose in, in in popular terms now, the one percent kind of thing. Well, you know, well, Selena Kyle is. Meant, meant to represent but it doesn't represent that kind of angle as well as it should you know it just kind of like it just kind of tells you a few things <laughs> the point is she wants she wants like a form of almost anarchy herself and the moment she gets it she's utterly fucking terrified <laughs> you just think well that you've not thought that through have you well you uh, know but but i i get that from someone from, from someone like thinking oh this is not kind of how i envisioned it like kind of thing kind of angle so i, I don't mind that from a, from an angle but i do think there are other things like the thing about the Dent Act, uh, now, it's never actually established what exactly what is, is the Dent Act is. Now, no, but it, it killed the city, whatever it was. But but it, it could be, it could, you know, it just meant like, okay, they'll, they'll like sort of deny criminals parole or whatever it was. Uh, but you could look at it from an, from an angle of like, uh, of how we look back from it in terms of surveillance and things like that. And the and, and whole idea of Catwoman, I mean, like, is is another thing. Old cat Catwoman idea of of wanting to escape, but like you know, of like she wanted the clean slate. Well, what what was stopping her from just getting out of Gotham before? Like, uh, I, like and but 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 if if that idea was like in terms of like in, in terms of like surveillance and the fact that you can't actually get away from the from this kind of thing, and she that's why she needed this specific kind of MacGuffin that would 
clear her of that. It's a very lazy MacGuffin. It it is, but it's, but then it's not established though, and then maybe that was the ideas that they had, but they just didn't really bother to embellish on any of it, and then maybe that was like in part of what the Dentat was. So if if they somehow tied in the Dentat with like the reason why Selena Kyle can't actually get have the freedom that she wants. Uh, that would sort of nothing have... is tied up though yeah. that way. It, it is, and, and you know the score sounds almost identical to last week's. I know there's a theme, but it it feels like a complete reuse with a little bit more fucking percussion in it. It is uh, it's funny because I was about to say that I, I actually think this is my favourite <laughs> of the scores of the film. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> I like it. I've got it, but it it is. This film's not doing anything a bit. It's not doing anything new. It, it just adds to this perception. It, it's a little bit more lifting. Same, really, isn't it? It's a little bit more lifting. I think the score is. It's a little bit more like. Uh, oh, at the very this, end as well. It had me. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. But you know, I look at scenes in this. I pointed out the two mistakes already. They were me. They were me in that I spotted them. I'm, I'm sure other people did, but I'm sat here telling you things I saw. The third thing I'm going to point out. I think I saw it on like a, a fucking how it should have ended or uh, uh, on his trailers type presentation. When he's fighting with Catwoman on the roof of that building, there's a guy who shakes around and falls over when there's nowhere, no one anywhere near him. <laughs> like he's been like knocked out. And I just think again, where is the quality control of the director? You've got policemen underground for three months and they come out perfectly clean shaven and with nice neat haircuts. You've got, um, Catwoman fighting in five inch heels and this is this is a guy who's always like prided himself on bringing a touch of reality to the unreal I, I did think that when she like sort of just casually just flips out the window and breathes in, uh, in, in manner in, in high heels and broke a fucking ankle in reality <laughs> or got wedged in the turf I mean like did you, did you introduce the fact that the, uh, when, when she's actually in the suit there she has got like kind of these kind of blade things which she uses to kind of break windows and things like that so there is a kind of practicality to it and, again. and i suppose in terms of like the guy the offers being clean shaven and that you could say and again the film doesn't establish this because again yes but we are we are given the scene where they are given like food and supplies so who to to say that they weren't given lasers well, not a bar, but you know what I mean? Like some razors or something. to advertise the Gillette. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you know, the, like, who's the saying... Film the, just, the film doesn't do it, though, yeah, does it? Yeah, I know, uh, I know, it, yeah. It's lazy. All of it is lazy plot devices. We need we need uh, Bruce out of Gotham for a period of time, so we, we, we quickly contrive that. We need the police out of the picture for a while. We need to click, quickly contrive that. And I just see a lot of shots in this. I mean, even, even um, Matthew Modine's character... You know, there's some really lazy editing with him, and we will get to that a bit later oh, on. At the end, yeah, it's just yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah but I, it's I'm just sure that. But, then, but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, but, but no anyway, one's not an action uh, guy, is he? It's like, oh, you know, no, it's... he's not. But he's normally a little bit more um, attention to detail than this. I mean, you think he put together a film like Memento, which would have taken such thinking through. Um. And this is a guy who I am ever more convinced didn't want to be there. The one thing that I think is different from this film than, than, than truly bad films we've covered, except where there's a comedy value like Superman 4 or something, is that I always put this on with fresh hope. It's almost like a bizarre amnesia I've got with this film. 
every time I put it on and I frequently watch the other two before it, I, I think I'll like it this time. And I, I normally get a period of the way through it and think, all right, don't like the setup, wish it wasn't eight years later, but I'm with this. And then it just slowly loses me. And by the end, I'm quite glad it's over, to be honest. With that, shall we discuss this film sequentially? Let's do it. There's an icy theme as we open the film, isn't there? Let's see if we can break the uh, the extra minute. Let's kick day. some ice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because each each of the films, I think, is it like ten minutes longer or twelve minutes longer? And like with our podcast, they've been like a minute <laughs> longer. Well, the only thing that just occurs to me, Becca, is um, you said ice to see you in every podcast we've ever done except the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it <laughs> and then we get to the other Batman film that's got an ice theme and you still, it still went over your head <laughs> so for the last time Becca how is I it still to see, see us? you <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought because he doesn't say it I'm not going to say it because it's McBain McBain it's McBain <laughs> <laughs> not Arnie Tom Hardy in a kilt <laughs> 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 Have you got some haggis? <laughs> I'm rather hungry. Oh no! I have no permission to eat haggis. Oh, right. so, so, no, I can't I do it. I got an opening sequence where McBain flies in with his bagpipes, <laughs> and so um, Ruby, Ruby Bartlett from Majesties goes, "It's true." <laughs> <laughs> He's got breathing apparatus on his dick too. <laughs> oh so we didn't see in so we've movies. got the FBI, or led by Aiden Queerer's folk. <laughs> Not that and... you know, it's actually in Queerer's folk. But yeah, no, he's, he's, he needs to be in more stuff. I do really rate him as an actor, actually. Um, he's got like a very small part in this. Yeah, he's Poor easily man. a big name actor. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah he's called Littlefinger, so for, for a reason. <laughs> well, exactly, this is it. He's, you know, he's most that's the only way he's in the last 10 years. Give her a little finger. <laughs> so he's he's so, one of these actors that are very underrated, I think. So. Yeah, and what are they doing? They're transporting that doctor guy. Yeah, well... Basically, well, he's, we don't really know this at the time, but obviously the 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 henchman who trans who uh, transfer him is actually Bane's henchman. Right. Um. So it, obviously they've they've kind of already seized the thing, so they're literally handing over just to kind of like make. I mean, I, I did think this like, well, what's the point in destroying the plane then if you already got the Doctor? Then why don't you just take him and bugger off? But I think they wanted to make to like kind of like leave like, all right, well. Damn you, McBain! Well, I, 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 I guess what the feeling was, they wanted to sort of fake his death. So I think that... Yeah, they did. That's exactly yeah. it. So, they want to find him in the wreckage. Yeah. No, when was in the wreckage, brother? I, I mean, don't I... know how that works, actually, because they obviously take a blood sample from the guy and go, oh, look, it's that doctor guy, right? No, no, they did. What it is, they, they got like a, a, a body of someone and must have like, drained out the blood and then attached the thing and put the, the blood into the corpse from the... From the doctor dude, so like when they find the body, find like oh that's a blood sample, that's the doctor guy. So I imagine that must be it. I don't know. I mean, I'm no. All right, but it was just like if you put a bit of blood, if you put a bit, of, if our blood was compatible, would wouldn't matter actually if you were dead, obviously. But like we put some of my blood in you, you'd still have some of your own blood in there, wouldn't you? 
Um, I'm assuming... I mean, if we did a blood test on you, it wouldn't be, oh, that's Dave Bond, would it? No. I'm, but I'm assuming that that body hasn't got its own blood in, but then he looks pretty good for someone who well, hasn't... He's been, he's been drained, okay. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm assuming, yeah. I'm no medical expert, which is probably worrying. You're not a medical expert. No. You hope to oh. be soon. Um, no, 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 that'll be a doctor. Um, <laughs> Becca has a blind spot on the difference, because we often talk off-air about Chris's studies, and he's, like, training to be a nurse, and she does often talk like she thinks he's going to be doing brain surgery. <laughs> I don't know, there's, some, there's a little bit of medical knowledge, only a little bit involved. But, yeah, obviously, yeah, it's a nurse rather than a doctor, stuff. I know. Yeah, um, I, I never know what to make of this sequence. I think it's okay. I, I definitely, I think I saw it on the front of whatever film it was. I got a feeling it was Mission Impossible. Ghost it was. Protocol. It was, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I can't remember what last week's was because I, I, I don't remember. Do you? Because I think I said the Golden Compass and it wasn't, but I don't know what it actually was. No, I need to. But, I don't know. But this year, this year's film, sorry, two thousand and twelve. It was. A few months before when Ghost Protocol was um, released, and I went to see that. So it's basically I, the sort of the top films coming a plane stunt into the first six minutes. Oh uh, yeah, that's Rogue Nation though, not Ghost Protocol. No, that's it. Oh yeah, see, they all blur into one. They all blur into one. Yeah. Um, was that the one when Tom Cruise runs from things? That, that was Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> Just to make sure his gay thoughts don't catch he up. He ran to an orgy. He ran from an orgy. Uh, <laughs> That's why he's always on the run. Um, yeah, it, it was um, Ghost Protocol. Now, I, I can't honestly remember. Someone will tell me like it was only in London and on IMAX screenings or something. Yeah, it was IMAX I screenings. Me- I remember seeing this in the cinema, but I almost think it's a false memory. I've got a feeling it probably wasn't shown down here. But I do have a memory of seeing the footage of Bane where I couldn't understand what the fuck he was talking about. Yeah, and and it was fixed in the final release, which tells me I must have seen this prologue at some point. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah they, they they did release the first like ten minutes or something, didn't they? And there was a lot of uproar about how the fact that you couldn't understand Bane and what he was going on about. Yeah, there was a bit of concern about it. I mean, they did they did do like a like an IMAX release or like on its own, mm. but um, there was it was put on um, at the beginning of Rogue Nation in IMAX screenings and that that, that was like... Yeah, I didn't see that in, I didn't see that in IMAX so I oh, can't really? have seen this on. Well, no, we don't have IMAX down here. We will soon, but we don't at the moment. Oh, okay. We've got plenty of cinemas and big screens but there is not an IMAX screen in my town. Maybe they made like a special case, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, I remember watching it thinking like, I can't understand what we're Bane is saying here. But, but... I kind of, I kind of thought, okay, it might be one of the things where I just need to chew my ears. So, like, if like come next time around, we'll have it. I spent a little bit of time, I would understand them, but they definitely did clear it up, um, which is probably for the best, really, because I think Bane has some of the best dialogue here. So in the film, so, um, so yeah, I, I yeah, they, they, they definitely did something with the dialogue. There's there's video comparisons. They fixed it. I mean, it it was a problem in very early home releases as well, which appear to have been fixed. Now, maybe that's my home equipment's got better. I don't know. But I know it sounded like Bane was in a different film entirely when you first listened to it at home. And I I had to turn it up for one and down for everyone else or the other way around. I forget which. 
Um, and it was really frustrating. I had to sit with the remote in my hand for the entire film, certainly when he was on screen. Um, but I've, I've always liked the opening sequence just fine. I thought it was okay. I, I really like it. I mean, again, you got to give it to Nolan, you know, as much as I might say he's crap at filming action, he has a really good sense of, like, practicality, like, the, the stuff he did with the plane is looks great. Um, I, I did... It's a really good action. A good intro for for Bane as well. It always looks really clean IMAX, doesn't it? It's always yeah. a nice, clean, sharp, nice, image. crisp image. Yeah. Um, looks brand yeah, new. I, uh, I had a, I had a, yeah, I had a little bit of a problem with it just from from not being able to hear him. But yeah, it, it's an enjoyable sequence, and it ends up with uh, the fire rises, which yeah. I haven't um, for years. It, I didn't link it to Ra's al Ghul talking about a cleansing fire. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they kind of leap back into that, really, doesn't it? It's kind of yeah, the coda, the coda piece, really. So. Yeah, no, no Gotham sorted. We best burn it down. Well, you know, it's still corrupt by that by their levels in terms. Of I like... know when they do use it on the whole banking thing and the one percent. I know we'll get there. But yeah, I know. I yeah, know yeah, you've, you've had like the crash in the meantime, haven't you? And yeah. there's a big. I think this is probably like the most of the three Nolan films. This is probably the most political. And, uh, I'm, I'm not, you know what? I think it's a misconception. I don't think it is that political. You think this has more well, to no, say no, just, about the world? Yeah, just just purely because of that. Really, is I mean, because he is Bane is he's a terrorist, isn't he? Eventually, so um, that's why even though crime has been eradicated within Gotham, it just takes one nutcase suit. Okay, this is what's happened. We're just going to basically take down all the rich people, everybody who owns, you know, who, who owns property and, and has money. And I certainly think the idea of, of um, money not insulating you against the world or against fear, I think, it is kind of interesting. I, I do, when I think of the second film, I, I cannot help but think of it being a very George W. Bush era film. Mm, no, I, I would agree. Spying on people. But I, I wouldn't. I, I certainly don't maybe feel maybe these, these two last films and perhaps I'll change statement I side more with you than Chris on that in that I think there's I think that this film is trying to say plenty yes I, I just think it's a bit more um, of a tale of two cities kind of element you know it's 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 it talks of like the French Revolution and and the, and, the, and, the, and the poverty but I think it's more on an aspect of oh let's kind of refer to Dickens and yeah of course like, towards the end you get like snowy, at the end. snowy scapes as well which is very Dickensian you know it's like it's it's kind of a more long lines of that I mean you, you could say yeah he's making like uh, a comment about the 1% but then there's would have been more apt if much... he had had a cape on in this one because he could have given that to Tiny Tim and they could have had a yes. <laughs> it was the best of times it was the blessed of times what the hell I mean, I, I suppose te- technically, because like you know, with Bruce Wayne, he's, he's obviously he's so sort of, he goes bankrupt in this, but he's 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 a rich guy, and in the end, he gives all his wealth to the orphans, orphans and things like that. So there is like yeah. probably something like along the lines of that. But yeah, I mean, it's it's very... he goes bankrupt and shags Marion Cotillard within minutes. I just think <laughs> like, if if that isn't a big advert for giving away all your money, I don't know what is. Yeah, we'll get to that, I guess. We can we cut from the opening sequence to we don't we cross cut um, Jim Gordon speaking and the mayor speaking. Yes, yes, we get. We, now I've we... never known whether George Jim Gordon is speaking on Harvey Dent Day 
or whether it's a reprise of Harvey Dent's memorial from the first film and then we cut to eight years later. Uh, I... Oh, oh, you, oh you mean the... Uh, yeah, no, that, that that's right at the beginning and then we get the intro to Bane. Like, the sort of, like, I believe in Harvey Dent. Yeah. Yeah, that picks up yeah, from the last, that's, the last that's, film. That's that's right at the front of the film. And then it fast forward. Okay, I'm, I haven't watched that for a little while. And it's then, been a few days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so yeah. after the Bane sequence, we've got the mayor talking, haven't we? Yes. Uh, that yes. that way manner. They're having like a like a big party thing. I um, know. Uh, and this mayor is wearing. It's not as noticeable on home release, but um, he was wearing a serious amount of makeup. It's really right. noticeable on the big screen. This guy is covered in a serious amount of slab. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's about his like kind of male mascara look he seems to have. <laughs> oh yeah, he just had he just had um you know like Jack Nicholson in the first Batman film? Yeah. When he had to go out with like normal coloured skin, it was a bit like that. <laughs> it, it does make him look a little bit pissed, but I, I will tell you, because obviously being obviously this this guy has been he's been in Lost and quite a few other famous shows as well. Um I sort of mainly know him through like Lost and obviously Bates Motel. And there was a big thing about does he wear guy liner? And I think he went on like Ellen and all these other chat shows and said, you know, look, I don't wear it's any. It's been a long time since a bloke's been you on. You know, that. I don't wear any sort of makeup like that. He just does just how he looks naturally. Yeah. You know, he's just got naturally stunning eyes and he's very lucky. But it does actually, that, that's the thing about Blu ray and IMAX as well. You can, you know, everything's there. You can see it all. He's wearing um, a lot of makeup. He is. But I don't think he wears guy liner, no. Because he's been on record saying that he doesn't wear it and he's just naturally handsome. So. And we can confirm he's been on Ellen. <laughs> well, I don't think... It, I'll just, it's other US chat shows. Um, <laughs> if you sort of research... Other <laughs> <laughs> well, no, chat shows are available. <laughs> and Ellen as well. I mean, it's just going off my knowledge from um, Big Metal, which I've watched over the last like five, five years or however long it's been. Um, and that's where I kind of mainly know him from, sadly. Oh, I mean... Oh. Well, no, it's just one of those things. It's like Lost, I think, is liberated. Oh, runs from the internet. Um, oh, you always hate giving an opinion. It's so funny. You're on a show that's all about giving opinions, and then you're like, I don't like it. Well, it even like, the show like Lost, which has like, which does divided people. It's like fifty percent people who really like it, and there's fifty percent of people who actually think it's shit. This is it. It's like. And you're of... going. I'm not keen. <laughs> just going against the grain. It's like sort of Game of Thrones. It's like I. I've only seen like the first series. I'm like, I'm gonna run from the internet. Everyone's gonna go. Oh, you need to watch it. Oh my god! It's like, it's like really? I've got no time for this shit. Um, yeah, fuck but, you know, you for anyway, a to life. get back to the point. Basically, <laughs> he looks like he doesn't. Well, he might look like he's wearing a lot of eyeliner, but actually, he's not. Well, I'm glad we spent so long, so long on that. He, he <laughs> explains that. Um, uh, that Gotham uh, he basically tells you where Gotham is at this point that crime obviously hasn't been eradicated all cities will have crime but we've cracked down on organised crime that's largely disappeared um, and we're you know he's basically telling us that at least superficially Gotham's in a good place yeah and then he sort of um, there's a sense of like they reintroduced the fact that uh, Batman is uh, an outlaw and and obviously Harvey Dent's the saint and all, and all this and then introduce uh, Gordon and Gordon's for some reason obviously, he's, obviously Gordon is conflicting in terms of his um, well he knows the truth so he's like I'm, I'm to hide it I feel like for the greater good but yeah it's based on a lie 
But it's just the idea, the fact that he's actually tempted to pull out this statement. That's just so... <laughs> it just doesn't read like, okay, is now is, is then a really good time, Jim? Really? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's not in any way that real life would run, obviously. But we get what we need to know. Gotham's in a fairly good place. Um, uh, Wayne Manor's almost a living museum in the... There's kind of a, a Howard Hughes type living there. Mm. Uh, we 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 we're hit. We're told from um, Congressman to Matthew Modine's uh, police uh, chief that um, uh, the the mayor's going to drop the commissioner because he's no longer needed now. Almost yeah, because like... you don't you don't need a police commissioner when crime's low, apparently. But yeah, but he, he, well. Well, here's he say, yeah, I think they say something like he's a wartime commissioner. Yeah, and and his thing was kind of dropped from the film. I think there was kind of like hints that uh, they were going to off, off the job to Matthew Modine's character. So that's why he was kind of like wanting to court make an impression by like, capturing the Batman to kind of like to to big up his own career. So that, yeah, so that makes it, it sense. does get a little bit lost. I mean, you can tell his ambition. I mean, mm. I, I get. The, I get his side of the fence in that, like, if you said to me, what does he want in the film? I'd say, well, I think he wants to replace Gordon. But the whole bit about Gordon going kind of gets, you know, fades away so quickly that you almost don't put the two together. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the, so there are it, there are things there. Again, it's just not brought, brought forward, you know, but it's... But hey-ho, and we get introduced to... Um, uh, a waitress played by <laughs> Anne Hathaway. Yeah, she's uh, gone up with his dinner or something, hasn't she? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think Hathaway is great in this in in, yes. in this part of the she's film. She's really great, isn't she? I I, th- I think she's generally great for that time of film anyway. But um, it's just really surprised she plays like. The... <laughs> she... I'm only laughing because you said great, and Becca came in with really great. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, how do? And, and for a moment in my head, I was just thinking, how do I top that? And all I could think of was Will Ferrell playing the guy from inside the action studio and saying it's scrumptiousent. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, so you went there, and went, but when you were saying to it, I just I kept thinking of fast show like the jazz club, great, really great. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> And what's Bruce Lee Wayne like? Crazy, but nice. <laughs> but, um, but it's well, I think she... no, she's pretty good there because she's managed to make that jump from like sort of teen sort of teenage films or like Disney kind of Disney fied movies to I was gonna say serious films, but from like sort of you know teen dramas, rom coms, things like that. Um, she's kind of managed to bridge that gap, really, hasn't she? So I think she's you know proved herself as sort of a, a, both comic and serious actress. So. But no, she's really good performances in this film all round, I think, from everybody. I think um, when she was um, cast, I think people were kind of like, oh, is she really the right person to be doing this? Because they don't really sort of see Anne halfway in that way. So her, her No, she's in... more known as sort of a comic actress at that time, wasn't she, I think? Yeah, well, kind of... And this really moved a lot of people, you know, actually she can do that this type kind of, of thing. And... So it's, it was kind of cool to see at the beginning of the film where she's, played, where she's kind of being shy and kind of like nervous and retiring... Like this, this uh, waitress character. Even though we kind of think, well, we know that's fucking Catwoman. Um, but yeah, it's it, a bit but, but it's that switch when she gets caught by Bruce. She goes, oh, whoops. Oops. Yeah, and I think it's really sort of 
really impressive. It's really oh okay. So um, so she gets a big thumbs up for me for for this. I think there, there's a scene later on in the film which I think she's absolutely brilliant, where she plays like she just plays like a really good actress within the film, um, where she just like switches to from which person she interacts with to kind of like get away and do what she needs to do um, I think it's great but she's the sort of person that I think you could be com- confident in like retiring with yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's, there's a trustworthy with. person with whom to spend my life okay so, so how did uh, you two first speak well of course stealing my mother's pearls <laughs> yeah I, well no he could actually genuinely say well I gave her a pearl necklace <laughs> that's it this would have been a very different film if I'd written it <laughs> so we see Bruce Wayne he's got a beard because that's what happens when you let go of yourself a bit Yeah, apparently he's Charlie walking with Brigden. a cane Charlie Brigden is the exception that proves the rule because he has a scrumptuolescent beard scrumptuolescent um, and um, <laughs> that sounds like a mixture of two very different words it's uh, Will Ferrell playing uh, yes. James what's he called on inside the actor's studio yes, yes um, who always makes up great big long words that's it he couldn't think of a word to say how great something was so he said so he smushed you together scrumptuolescent <laughs> um, Bruce, Bruce is walking with a cane yeah, it just goes to show that obviously he's been out of it for several so, years. He looks a bit kind of drawn and beardy. See, this is where the film kind of loses me. Like, like so, is so early on, really? Well, you know, it's just part of the films that sort of think, okay, was this necessary to kind of like play Bruce as like this injured because what he needs to do later on just feels like a little bit unrealistic. You know, like is he this battered at this point already? Like, the film so, almost toys with telling us it's in his mind in some ways as well. Yeah. You know, because he kind of, he needs a leg brace, but then he doesn't. And he's not fit, but then he sort of gets his mojo back and he is just about fit enough. And the film is rather mixed up on this. Yeah, because it doesn't help the fact that he actually goes to have as medical treatment and he tells him that, yeah, you know, your legs are fucked. <laughs> so it's like medically, yeah, yeah okay, it's confirmed. Like, if it hadn't done that, we can sort of buy the fact that, yeah, it's kind of in his mind, in, in a sense. But then also, it the film tells us that, or well, rather Alfred does, that he really wants to get back out there. Like, it's like, it's that thing that's eating him up. He's like, he's he, he, he wants, it's the thing that's like destroying him from inside. It's the fact that, he you know, he, he can't live without Batman. He can't get away from Batman. And he's he's like, just done it for eight years, sort yeah. of. But, yeah. Um, the film's really mixed up on this in that he do- he doesn't start living again after Rachel and becomes a recluse. Mm. He says you've never moved on from Batman. I I don't know that that necessarily means you are still in some way Batman. I think it's more saying that it that defined his life at one time, and he's not really replaced it with anything. Mm. Um, whichever way you want to read it, certainly his physical state is. Although inconsistent, there is no doubt we have a qualified doctor say it with the with the aid of scans and x-rays and stuff. His body's very battered over. It was clearly a tough 10 months, eight years before. So, yeah, so this is a Catwoman. She 
she steals a pe- uh, the gets pearls, a, but gets a pearl necklace. But, <laughs> yeah, outside um, of um, from a safe, which apparently is uncrackable. Yeah, but not to cut. Well, she didn't realise it was uncrackable. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> is that how it works? If I wander up to a bank and I don't think it's going to be difficult to break in, it'll be a piece of piss. Probably. Well, no, if um, if if the if the manufacturer doesn't tell Batman, you know, then. <laughs> okay. But that. All right. Whatever. But in reality, uh, all Catwoman's after is uh, like Bruce Wayne's fingerprints. Yeah. That's really well, what she'll she... find that out immediately. He's yeah. just, she's, she's just a petty thief. It appears yeah. at this stage, but a fairly skilled one. And she jumps out the window and disappears off with a congressman, a congressman yeah. or sort of senator or whatever it is. And we never know if that's a state or national congressman, but whatever, a senior politician from from that city. Somebody who's very high up, generally. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like this is why this is happening. Um, Wayne Manor. We are getting introduced basically to. Um, uh, Miranda Tate, uh, who is not um, Talia Argyll. <laughs> no, at this stage, she's not Talia Argyll. <laughs> and Ben Millicent's, um Taggart, the uh, Doctor Taggart. <laughs> not Taggart. There's been a murder. Yeah, I tried very hard not to call him Taggart, but actually his name's Taggart. But anyway, yeah, it's Ben Mendelsohn who would. Uh, he's a bit kind of. He's another one who's a bit stereotyped into playing like villainous roles, obviously. He's in this recent Star Wars movie as um as Empire a, Goon, but um as a disgruntled employee, basically disgruntled employee. He gets he's really over. brilliant, and he's really brilliant in a Netflix show called Bloodline. Um, and I lost interest about a third of the way through the second season because uh, the slow the show is very very slow indeed. But he is like the black sheep of the family in that in that very. Yeah, I don't. It's it's really good. It's worth looking at. Set in the Florida Keys, got a hell of a cast in it. Uh, and Animal okay. Kingdom as well. Yes. It's great in that. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like Ben Melson. Uh, so. Yeah, he's So yeah, Bruce managed to get hold of the uh, the fingerprints. Yes, Alfred. Got, yeah, they have a meeting Alfred. He sort of like he figured, he figured out that what she was really after was like the fingerprints of him. Uh, so, uh, and then where do we move on from there? Well, like, kind of, we, we, do, we, dwell, we dwell a little bit on the fact that how he hasn't actually moved on. Because, um, you know, if he's kind of got this dream, like, imagine they're in, they're on, I don't know, Italy somewhere. And yeah. they kind of see each other a, a, across the restaurant and, you know, that he's, he's got, like, wife and Oh, yeah, this is down in the back cave. He says that I, I, I used to go on a holiday and I used to go to this river or this rest or this cafe on the river in Florence, and I used to sit and have a coffee. Uh, and I'm, from that, I'm Bruce, a, I'm a flaming burger. Yeah, from there, <laughs> from that, Bruce knows exactly which cafe and when and when Alfred takes his holidays, <laughs> unless he's just spent thousands of pounds on coffee in there over the previous year. Well, I, actually, I, I thought about this. I, I reckon he could probably figure it out because he sells. I'll go to this like what what this this place. Uh, while you were going, he probably just like looked his uh, bank card, bank card receipts, and go like, "Oh, that was the waste." Oh, right. that's such a time. I would have thought that that's how he would have figured it out. All right, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, so yeah, he works it out from that. Apparently. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he does tell him all about how he always wished he'd never come back and all the rest of it. We've missed the bit where uh, Alfred has a wonderful conversation with Marion Cotillard's cleavage. 
just before <laughs> we meet just before we meet um Catwoman. I just thought I'd mention that because that stood out a mile. Oh wait, what was it what was it he said? Uh, uh he was just saying he he's not seeing anyone, he's not seeing visitors. Because obviously she's becoming very important within the board of Wayne mm. Enterprises. So he's taken no interest in his company or anything. And it's still telling you that the gatekeeper to Bruce is Alfred. Mm. And it's it's kind of um it's kind of funny how you got both Alfred and Fox later on. They both kind of like they're like the parents of Bruce kind of thing, oh, you know, she you know, she should like go out go out with this girl. Oh, she's lovely really, you know, you should you know, she she'd be I reckon she'll be good for you. He's like, oh, God, leave it out. Come on. I don't, I'm not interested in girls. I'd, it just I'd be like... having a Do you know, him recommending, Mar- you know, Marion Cotillard's character in this is a little bit like um, Ferrara recommending the main villain. In- <laughs> <laughs> it's opening. I know. It's like, can, can you imagine? It some- if, can you imagine if Bruce went like, yeah, all right then. And then like go, oh, fuck, well, thanks, Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> she was a mentalist. What were you on about? <laughs> she kept on about cleansing fires. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, she basically absconds with the uh, uh, senator, and they, there's a bit of a search for him then. <clears throat> This is where we go down to, well, not into the sewers, but into the um, the shelter. Is there not something before that? Just double check. Well, there's the scene in the bar um, where you really see Anne Hathaway's range in this film because she plays, like, frightened and terrified and hysterical and completely calm in one go. Yeah, it's a, it's a switch, isn't it? It's just the constant mm-hmm. song, like, the it's, it's kind of really natural kind of switch yeah. between the two. And... But it shows, yeah. like, a level of confidence as well, like, when where she kind of, like, plays him and then, like... Um, uh, one of uh, Daggett's uh, like henchmen. Uh... She's there to sell Bruce Wayne's fingerprints. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know at this point why. She only wants the clean slate for it. We know why she wants it. She wants a fresh start. Um, later on, we'll see. We'll see her with some fruit, Chris. Um... <laughs> corner. Yeah, Chris's fruity corner coming soon. <laughs> Get ready, folks. Uh, I've got Anne Hathaway with an apple. Oh shit! I've spoiled it. So she uses the congressman's <laughs> phone um, in order, and it alerts the police to where they are. Yeah, and they've effectively chased them down into the sewers. Uh, we see that. Um, I think we see that the new guy, well, John Blake, is braver. He wants to go down there. None of the rest of them do. Gordon goes down there as well and ends up getting shot. Yeah, we haven't um, talked about John Blake because he was introduced before, wasn't he? Um, yes. He's basically like the idealised cop. He's like the the young young cop who always wants to do the right thing, and I think the idea is getting frustrated with the system within the system that like well, wanting to do the right thing. Here, it kind of displayed the fact that he wants to go in after Gordon, but he's told no. You know, he's like, well, you know, we need to go in and save him. And he's like, well, get this hothead out of here. He's like, okay, right, fine. Um, so it's like, throughout the film, he is what this like idealized copy wants to do the right thing, but is constantly getting getting told no or unable to do it. And like Bruce Wayne, he is an orphan, so he has that connection. 
Yeah, and he he knows that he's Batman by briefly looking at his, his eyes, eyes when he's a child. This is fucking bollocks. It's just we don't know, so we'll just say any fucking thing. Uh, the thing is, though, it's really well delivered, but when you think about it, it's like, okay. Because the, the, I think a... he's great in this. I really think he's very, very good, and he, he does deliver. Uh, it's not that it's even poor dialogue, which I'm often critical of Nolan for. It's... It's decent dialogue describing a really poor idea. I mean, like, when he's talking about it, he's, he's talking about actually seeing Bruce Wayne and the look within Bruce Wayne's eyes. Now, I knew you were then. As I, I've seen that look before. Who from? <laughs> Which other Batman did you see? Well, the, well, the thing is, that he doesn't even talk about seeing Batman and seeing the look in his eyes or anything like that. If, if, if he said, like, oh, right, what, 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 once one night I saw Batman and I looked right into his, well, right, looked right into his eyes, i.e. your eyes, I can tell instantly. Then with that, I can. And I met you in okay. summer. And you just, yeah, you, you had like a suntan just around your mouth, and I was a bit suspicious. But, um, but, if, you, but if you said that, I'd be like, "All right, I'll buy it." You just sort of, you just read the guy correctly or something, you know. But, but he looked but, at him and went, "Yeah." Oh yeah, you, you go around fighting, saving, crying. Yeah, because you came in with a woman on your arm, but your your eyes betrayed the truth. Not that you were like <laughs> pretending to be happy, and maybe there was a bit of tragedy there, but that you <laughs> used your brilliance fighting supervillains. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but <laughs> and I do think half the half the sort of where they put this film is well, they put it this far ahead because he's got to have been affected by the Batman we knew when he was a child. Mm. Um, but having said that, Batman was only active for ten months, eight years before, which means nine. You think, well, how young a child was he? Gordon Joseph Gordon Levitt's what thirty? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think let's just say he's in his like early twenties because he's a fresh new cop, isn't he? So let's say he still looks right. quite fresh faced though. He's you know, yeah. I remember him from you know Third Rock from the Sun type days, and he always, I think you know, youth will be on his side. Okay, all right, we'll, we'll buy let's, into the time he, 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 Let's just say when he was probably a teenager, like around the time Batman was around. So let's yeah, so probably be like early twenties. Yeah, he can still pass. Okay. Uh, but he's still got a link to the children's home he grew up yeah. in. Uh, and I think we find out as well that the um, children's home is basically about to close. Because it's funded out of the profits. Yes, it's funded from the profits and there ain't no profits. There ain't no profits. No. We need to and I love the fact that it, it remind, it, I had a bit of a... Sp- it's better than, but it gave me a bit of a Spider-Man 3 flashback. Where he says, uh, you know, Alfred, why did they stop? You know, why, why is the house in trouble? And he says something like... Uh, because it's funded out of the profits of Wayne Enterprises, and for that to happen, there has to be some profits. And I'm thinking, but Alfred, you knew all that through the, through the last eight years. Why did you say to him, "You're about to be really fucked. Right? You're about to be bankrupt." Why did and it reminded me of Spider-Man Three. He di- your father died by his own hands. You've just let him go on a crime rampage. Why didn't you just say then? By the way. I looked at this wound on him and immediately deduced he must have given that to himself. Fucking <laughs> okay, hell. Coming soon, folks. Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, um, but, yeah, so it's better than, but it's just like, it's just like, why haven't people been warning him? Well, I, I, I guess he's not, 
he's been not in the right frame of mind to be listening to anyone. That, maybe maybe they have, but he's just perhaps I, not been on the listening end. The film doesn't sell me that anyone's even bothered. I mean, like, I, I, there is a it. whole thing with this, like, this reactor thing that he's been put, yeah. he's, he's invested all his money in, in a way to, that, that would, like, really help Gotham, but it's just he, kind of like he, a failed project. Yeah, yeah, there's this big reactor in the shape of a bomb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it can either fuel the city or destroy it. And it was deemed too dangerous, so he just shut it down. And but then it can end up being this big costly thing that's bankrupted the uh, the company. They put oh, oh. all their R and D budget yeah. into it, and so, the bat. Yeah, so it's been one of them like, oh, we can't keep it a secret. Oh, so we're trying to keep it a secret. But we can't sort of like let people just know about it. Board. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, you so go see Lucius, and Lucius is like Bruce Wayne as I live and breathe. And all I could hear when I heard that was Dawn Tinsley as I live and breathe from Gareth in the office. <laughs> uh, I was like, God, this is bollocks. Oh, but um, you know, the actors are selling it to me. I mean, Christian Bale does look a bit beaten down, and but you know, trying to ease back into the world mm-hmm. but yeah it's clear Wayne Enterprises is in trouble yeah uh, so there is a so like Fox basically re-established what Alpha said he also goes like oh we should meet Mermis Day oh she's lovely by the way <laughs> do you want to have to go on this plane yeah I've like... the bat doesn't look like a bat but the bat it's called the bat yeah well it's, it's basically like a, the air version of the tumbler really yeah it's the least bigger better Fucking thing, but there you go. And, oh, the, and, and there's something about the autopilot which doesn't work yet. There's no wink wink. Oh no, that was just such a give. I, I heard that in the film and I was like, ah. <laughs> well, that's going to go off at the end, isn't it? All right, okay. Right, so we, we've got this thing that looks a bit like a bomb and this thing that doesn't have an auto destruct that could carry it out the city. Yeah, it's a mystery. Don't know where this is going. <laughs> uh, Ruth, uh, Gordon's been shot, and uh, Bane finds the letter. <clears throat> yes, uh, and which, which he carries around with him at all times. Well, it's a fascinating read. Yeah, uh, it makes for good reading, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, what what I don't understand is a bit of dialogue here because he, he kills one of the the, the the two guys that bring Gordon. He just kills one of the guys by like squeezing his neck, which is pretty um, intimidating. And then he's, there's a bit of dialogue where he says like, "Search him, then I'll kill you." I just thought, well, that's not much an incentive to search him. No, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't know if he says, "And uh, then I'll kill you," or "Or I'll kill you." Or, I don't know. It's, it just seems a little bit confusing to me. Like, why would you say that? But I guess it's it's the kind of like committed how committed his henchmen are they're all like willing to die for him blah de blah he didn't get rid of choice there but alright yeah. no, what I was saying was that you know in this, the first scene you know it's like you know is, is the fire no the fact, run the wreckage brother no so I can't do a vain accent no. but anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, wonder what, I wonder where the poo was in this <laughs> <laughs> alright so Gordon's in hospital uh, Bruce wants to go and visit him. Visit, yeah, uh, and basically uses the cover of getting a doctor's opinion on whether he should go skydiving or something. I forget the exact sport. Heli skiing. Heli skiing. 
Okay. <laughs> I think it is, or something, or spelunking, what does or something that like that. Heli skiing. Does that involve just standing on the top of a helicopter with skis on? Probably jumping out of a helicopter, like I don't know, with bombs skis and all yeah, but you only jumped about 10 feet. That's yeah, the... I don't actually know. I'm not an extreme sports person, as you know. Really? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Would have guessed. Okay, so Gordon's secret is known to Bane that they covered up Harvey's actions. Bruce goes into the hospital. We'll get to that scene in a minute. Uh, they've got something that can power Gotham but could be used as a terrible weapon. Yes. They need... Uh, and what else? And John Blake knows he's Batman because eyes and stuff. <laughs> because face. Okay, excellent. So we next see him at the hospital seeing if he's allowed to heliski. And I, I wouldn't like the way this doctor talked. If this was me, I've seen I worse cartilage. Because there isn't any. I see what you did there. Like, well... Second opinion, please. I wouldn't want him telling me I've got cancer. I think I'd be all clear. <laughs> I think for the first eight seconds he was giving me the all clear, and then he'd be, but it's a tumour. <laughs> well, 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 Mr. Bond, uh, there's there's no need for any treatment at all. Oh, good, because it's pointless. It's just screwed. Oh, brilliant. you ain't got none. Yeah. Because you only got five weeks. Yeah. I've seen <laughs> oh, dear. I've, I've, oh, dear. I've seen treatable cancers. Because this one isn't treatable. <laughs> yeah. All right. So great. So then he puts on the it's best. Not very nice, got. is it? Oh dear. So then he basically puts a sock over his head and comes to <laughs> and sits in a full suit with a balaclava on, going. Say <laughs> <laughs> <And> that again. <laughs> <laughs> They talk oh, about Batman wasn't needed anymore, apparently. And mm. um, <laughs> he sounds Gordon sounds like a kid who didn't get he want, what he wanted for Christmas or something. But he's got to come back. Well, this was kind of used in the uh, trailer, wasn't it? The, the kind it of first the, teaser trailer. Was the teaser? Yeah. But he, he have to come back. Yeah. Um, so. Obviously, with the the rise of Bane, which uh, Al- which Alfred is a little, is a bit more skeptical of. He's like, yeah, I don't think you're quite ready to go and face this guy because he seems to me like seems to like the League of Shadows and and Bruce he's is... done some ex- he's done like some exercise in the last decade. Doing <laughs> <You know? laughs> Tom Hardy put on like thirty pounds, whereas he's I'll, obviously I'll, lost thirty pounds. I'll, I'll fight harder. I always do. Yeah, he's a bit he's a bit flippant by it. It's like it's like you know criminals aren't. aren't Aren't that? Oh yeah, no, that's in that's in Dark Knight. He says, "Oh, I'm not known to be trifle trifling with criminals." Kind of kind of thing, almost like kind of not really taking it seriously. He just sort of seems like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll beat him. I'll, I'll beat Raz." We see him be. try the leg brace as well, yeah. which um, never gets mentioned again in the entire rest of the film, um, because it it gives him effectively a fucking bionic leg. <laughs> Nearly, nearly fucking yeah. takes the mansion down with the first year. Well, it's it's a quick it's a quick fix for that all that that knee problem which we we've which we've established, and which makes you think. Well, if you just didn't bother in the first place, then you wouldn't need to establish a, a problem for a, like a solution for I know, it. I know it's like we've well, put it on ten years, all that time in the future, 
and got this guy who's fucked and we're supposed to be like yay Batman when he's just a broken down old man but it's brave I guess it's different uh, but I guess we go straight I think we're going to the uh, Attack on the Gotham Stock Exchange now yeah uh, Wall Street Bane takes Wall Street essentially pretty much yeah because this is really weird he goes in and basically uh, uses Bruce's fingerprints in order to commit some kind of gambling on something he loses basically. Uh, he uses all of um, Bruce's money to sort of crash it. Mm. Is that about right? But yeah, it's n- near enough as far as, as far as I understand. It. He uses Wayne Springer's to basically make him go like bankrupt. Um, yeah. Um, to kind I of like to kind of force I, I just his think, hand. Well, why, why would that have not been locked down immediately? Why is it not in time? We might be able to prove this. Uh, I think it is mentioned the fact that you know you'll be able to uh, do it, but uh, but in the meantime, Daggett's gonna move in. It'll be too late, almost like so. Right. We, can, we we can prove. But like... there's CCTV. Bruce watches it with Alfred. Look at his training, his skills. <laughs> <laughs> I see the League of Shadows. I see. <laughs> they know he's broken in there, right? And used this Bruce Wayne's. No- they can prove this instantly. It's bollocks. But anyway, the action sequence isn't bad. Though. I, I actually think this is probably my favourite part of the film. There was a lot of complaints about inconsistency because it's like daylight and then it goes dark very quickly. Mm. But you can see that it's actually done pretty accurately, mm. I think. They are starting to lose the light when they go in. And then it's pretty linear. It only takes, you know, 10, 15 minutes for the sun to set, generally, I would have thought. Um, and I just think there's something about Batman coming back into action. And then the whole town, like, chasing him. The whole police department, mm. you know, in a convoy down the street chasing him and then thinking he's been captured and, and stuff. I think it's really great. I do like this sequence a lot. It's one of my favourite set pieces in, in any of the Batman films. It's quite impressive, isn't it, I think? Well, I think... I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, it, it, yeah it's not my favourite, but... It works absolutely fine. I think by this point you're kind of ready for it. Um, I mean, I, I do like uh, the bit the Bane stock, uh, stock exchange. Plus, also you've got the the uh, the stuff with Catwoman, or well, she's not really called Catwoman in this though, really. So we should really call her Selena Kyle. But uh, yeah, she's, she's called like the Cat, isn't she? I don't think she's called. I think in, in the script. Yeah, she appears as, as Catwoman. She's but, a cat um, burglar. Yeah, yeah, she's she's Selena or, or the cat or the cat burglar for sure. So. But she she breaks into um, Daggett's uh, apartment and and kind of like she's looking for the clean slate. Basically, sort of like give me what you promised me, uh, almost. And yeah, she has she has a good line where like that's like oh, so those heels make it hard to walk in. She kicks him in the legs, says, "Do they?" <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kind of like. Um, so all that's happening around on around the sort of same sort of time. Batman Bane gets away, but. Uh, Batman catches like the the other, other guys and the hostages and whatnot. Um, so, in in other words, Batman's really just sort of like not really done anything. Just like sort of like go, hey guys, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, he stops someone getting shot. Yeah, I guess. And that. then tries to effectively follow Bane, uh, or he, he's attempting to follow the tablet it's all being downloaded onto. Um, 
and he's actually successful in that because that, that's another thing where I don't think they've really thought it through because the argument the next day is you just led the police a merry dance and you drew them away from Bane. Well, actually, the main thing was to capture, try to stop, intercept that process. And he did stay on that correctly. He followed the right person at all times. But it, it just kind of like, it went down anyway, didn't it? It, was just it went down, yeah. It was, it was too late, basically. Yeah. It took him that long. But when he steps into shot, when the guy's on the floor and all the rest of it, I, I do like all this. Mm. And then he thinks he's cornered and he finds a way out of that and jumps into the least sexy aircraft ever. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think you got the wrong animal there, sir. Yeah, I just thought um, I just thought they could have been a little bit cooler. Do you know what I mean? I guess. I think, yeah. I mean, it's... There's, there's functional and then there's that just looks like... A fucking block. It's horrible. I suppose, but the, uh, didn't the tumbler look kind of like a block, though? Yeah, I like the tumbler, though, so that All immediately right. validates your argument. Okay, fine. <laughs> 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 uh, in other words, uh, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, where do we go from there? Uh, Gordon is promotes... Uh, no, 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 you're jumping out because now we get to that he's back at Wayne Manor. Um, Alfred's. He's training! Yeah. He's <laughs> training. Know, I don't know if he sounded quite that panicked to be but, fair. But there, he, he, gives, he gives him like the fingerprints, like, give this to Fox and, and, and analyze it. Um, that, bear, bear in mind, this is like early in the morning because everything's gone daylight now. And Alfred, and Alfred tells him that this will be the last thing I do for you because. I have to leave because leaving is the only thing that, that I can do that will stop you from your own demise. I, um, I, yeah, I remember. I, 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 I cared for you ever you're since. You're crying when you were a baby in the halls of this mansion you rebuilt four years ago. <laughs> and I, and, the only place so, to play the bloody doors and, off. And then you went round and made it look like four centuries old. And I remembered you crying in halls that weren't here and were in a completely different shaped mansion. So what I'm going to do is, 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 is burn, this, uh, burn this letter, right? And, <laughs> and I'm off to a premier inn. <laughs> Maybe the truth should have its day. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that is our recreation. Maybe I said I burnt letter. Burnt said letter for saying that Rachel chose Harvey Dent over you. How dare you use Rachel against him? Apparently, he had a bigger dick. <laughs> um, and so Alfred goes. Yeah, which is uh, which surprised me actually in this watch. You realise fucking out Alfred's not in the rest of the film now till like right at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> which comes gonna... back for a, comes back for a coffee. That's what <laughs> I call acting. Yeah, um, he comes back for a cry first. Oh, but yeah, no, there's um. They give him a coffee to cheer him up. <laughs> But yeah, it's kind of surprised me because it's only like, what, 50 minutes in the film? He's not in the rest yeah. of it now. Uh, yeah. So he disappears, yeah. And then that scene and is... I, I, I was on. disappointed to find Bruce Wayne has never seen Rocky. Yeah. Because he never learned that women weaken legs. <laughs> this is where we need, we need Mickey to kind of tell you about these things. Yeah. No fooling around. Oh, do you? Yeah, basically. Well, Miranda look at this training. He'll murder you. And the dialogue, <laughs> the dialogue is awful in that bit because he's going like it's belief, 
And I'm thinking, do people talk like that? You see people fighting and you go, look at his belief. I see the League of Shadows reformed. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see the training of Raz Agul himself. Uh, no. but, but, but Alfred, you, you only met him for a couple of minutes and the place was on fire. Like, what, what training is that that you saw? I don't think he even met Raz Agul anyway. He might have seen home. the back of his head briefly. Alfred's quit immediately because of his training and his belief in letters. <laughs> Right, and then Miranda comes around and does Bruce. No, no, you're jumping ahead. Jumping ahead. Am I? Yeah. Skipping ahead, you're skipping ahead. Do- doorbell rings, it's Fox, basically tells, you know, and then we had that scene where he's like, Alfred? Um, oh. Where he's yeah, just like, Alfred. literally, like, Alfred's literally told him he's leaving, and he wakes up thinking, where's Alfred? <laughs> he's enjoying kind of... the very reasonably priced premiere in breakfast. <laughs> 8.99. And then Fox shows up. And he said, answering your own door? Uh, and tells him he's bankrupt. None of the times. And then uh, says, well, you better sort of sort out a meeting with um, Miranda Tate then. Uh, and they need to show her this new this project thing. So they meet uh, Miranda, show her this new highly secret uh, reactor thingy that's really a bomb. or like cold fusion. A bomb. Yep. I don't think that we've got anything to worry about. No. No, she always seems <laughs> yeah, this, like... This isn't dodgy at all, no. She only seems like principled and 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 whatnot, and sort of speaks of like having like the things that Razagals was saying. Because if you actually look and, at a dialogue, and, and and of course fit. Yeah, it's a kind of it's a sort of twist that isn't really a twist, is it? Really? Well, no. I mean, if you look at the the, the dialogue that she says in the in that gala, which yeah, she, she actually of, tells you loud and clear, and it's like which hmm. kind of like you have to invest if you want to restore balance. It's like, well, that's kind of what balance. what yeah. Razagal says. Um, and sort of, and she's and certain things when like we're talking with Daggett as well in terms of like you know it's like you all you care about is money and blah 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 it'd be lost on you. Um, I, I was suspicious when she announced she was Talia Al Ghul as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that was mm. a big clue, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> was that clue. was a big clue. Yeah, when she <laughs> yeah. says, "Oh, by the way, my name is not Miranda Tate." Mm. Yeah, that um, that's not, that wouldn't have been as big a clue. Anyway. Yeah. So she so says so talk about trust as well. There's where she's like saying, well, you know, you kind of, you know, you, you ready, are you willing to pay us to do what's right and all this kind of thing? Um, all that is necessary. Yes, the will to act. Um, <laughs> and then so basically, we get straight to like the board meeting, don't we? Yeah, and he's he's effectively kicked out. Bruce is told yeah. to get out. This is like probably the second time he's been ejected from his own company. Yeah. Bruce Corporation. The Bruce Enterprises. <laughs> Bruce Enterprises, that was Bruce. it. <laughs> Bruce Enterprises. Starring um, Bruce. <laughs> from the original Wayne idea. Wayne Bruce. By Bruce. <laughs> Run by Bruce. <laughs> that eccentric millionaire, Wayne Bruce. Yeah. What does he do for a living? The Enterprises. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not convinced they've thought this through. Um <laughs> Oh yeah, it's but like, it's like it's like Stark Industries, isn't it? What do they do? They, they used to make weapons. And they, <laughs> and what do they stuff. do now? They used to make weapons. Oh, other stuff, including garbage disposal, making sharp suits. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Daggett kicks them out, and uh, Miranda has the um, the edge and get and gets 
essentially. Does she? Yes. Oh, but why did you suddenly meet up with you two? <laughs> did you find out what? Uh, I, I didn't see that. What coming. was under, under that hat? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, right. So she, she inexplicably has sex with the lead guitarist from you two. <laughs> oh dear, dear. <laughs> see, I uh, see. I was just talking. About, I was just talking about the new pizza for Peter. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> so yeah, um, she she essentially gets uh, in charge of the company, and uh, Bruce gets his car um, taken away because he's broke. So he gets a lift by uh, from uh, Blake. And while while in the meantime, Daggett is furious. He's like, he's like, we spent all this money with, and where's like, uh, with with Bane, and his plan hasn't worked, and then Bane shows up, um, which I think it's, is one of... it's too terrifying to find out what happens to Dagger. I imagine he gets his eyes removed or something it, like that. It's pretty gross. It happens off screen. It, it's actually one of my favourite scenes because he's just like so intimidated. Like when he shows up, he's like, speak to the devil, no, shut up here. And he's just and of, still like, who the hell are you? You know, who, who do you think you are coming in here? Rah, 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 rah. And I, I, I paid you, I paid you a lot of money, and just rests his hand on him. It's like, do you feel in charge? I think that is just such a weighty kind of like, oh shit. Yeah, and you just um, like, oh bugger, that's that's not going to end yeah, well, is it? And then you just, kind of hear it off screen, and it's just it's kind of crunching. There's not enough of that in this film, Becca. People say, bugger. <laughs> do you feel in charge, bugger? bugger. <laughs> That's a posh quote. So. Yeah. Um, Hand all around my arse. <laughs> I'm being a bit disruptive here, aren't I? Anyway, carry, carry on. Are you going to arse? But no, no, I think that's a terrifying, terrifying scene, definitely. Um, and again, you just kind of... Oops, it's my phone. Um, and we cut to Bern Gorman's character outside and you just hear this terrible crunching sound. Yeah. Did you know that he's just probably ripping his skull apart. You just think, oh my god, this this is weird. Like, look, look, look. you know, yeah. it's like if if it it looks like he's going to go for a straight up like breaking neck thing. Like, you're going to hear this, but it just feels like a bit more prolonged. Like, he, it's like, yeah, you can tell it's a bit agonising. Also, yeah. another useless Doctor Who link for you. Ben Gorman was in Torchwood, so I know he played a complete fucking bell end, did he? Yeah, he's a bit of a knob. <laughs> Couldn't stand that. But is he again another underrated character actor? Well, yeah, if you like everything he plays to be absolutely unbearably a twat, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> he just gets pigeonholed <laughs> into these dodgy roles. He's, As he's, a he's, he's great in that um, in that show in on on Amazon. Uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, why is the name? I know which one you mean. It's the it's all it's the one where it's like. The alternative. Man of High Castle. Yes. That's yes. the one. High... Yeah, that's the one. Yep. Yeah. yeah, no, he's really, really good in that. The book's yeah. really good as well. I, re- I read that recently. So okay. Really good. Do you expect to recommend The Man in High Castle? Yes. Uh... Starring some pages. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't recommend Torchwood. Yeah. Um... I do. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, but Chris I'd... said yeah, so that's implicit agreement. In which case, two thirds of us do not recommend Torchwood. Well, you know, I Doctor Who's bollocks anyway. So uh, well, anyway, so, moving on. Torchwood tor- 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 by association is. <laughs> so yeah, Bruce Bruce gets dropped off 
um, at Selena Cowell's apartment, uh, and it basically asks for my, you know, for help essentially finding Bane. I was like, well, you know, you take me to him? wrong voice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you take my friend to? Yeah. Use your friend, Batman. Yeah. Which is kind of like what's established before because he saved saved her from on the rooftop bit. When the bloke fell over. Yes. With no one anywhere near him. <laughs> Pay attention, Chris. Dreaming of Inception and Interstellar. You took your eye off the ball. Anyway. Christopher Nolan. Yeah, no, he's not. Not, not me. Um... <laughs> your eyes were always on the ball. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and then next scene, it's pissing outside Wayne Manor. And then... Uh, <coughs> it does tend to rain when you go bankrupt. It does, doesn't it? It does, yeah. The weather has a big effect on your finances. I don't know if anyone's ever gone bankrupt in good weather. Uh, and uh, obviously, Ray, uh, Bruce can't guess in because he hasn't got a key. He never needed one. If you've no. been bankrupted in good weather, please write to us at expect us to talk <laughs> at gmail.com. And Miranda's there miraculously without any chaperone, without any person at all. She's just like, yeah. hey, I'm here. Let's have some sex. Yeah, no, okay, this is one of the, the problems for me. Like, if, if this this relationship is so underdeveloped. <laughs> yes. Like, like, are we supposed to sort of, like, think, like, okay, there's, there's some sort of chemistry between this, these two? Which there isn't, because they finally haven't spent any I, time I, together. I, I figured it would have made much more sense if the, if we, if the film started and it was already established there was a thing going on between them. It would have made a lot more sense, and it would have been like a thing like, "Oh, I want well, close to or flirting." This, or yeah, nothing. this this is this this is who Bruce should be with, and then you have Catwoman. It's so totally fucked as well because the yeah. film ends up with him with Catwoman, yeah. so we can't have too much of a romance in this film because it would devalue that. It's a bit like you only live twice. Funnily enough, talking about it a bit earlier, that Aki is like the closest he gets to a love interest in that film. And when they kick Killer off, they quickly got to do something else. And I, I kind of, I think they haven't really given it anything that it requires in order to make it work. She turns up. Not only has he just been bankrupted, but he kind of moons a little bit over a picture of Rachel, and then fucks Miranda Tate. And I just think tonally, this is a really weak scene. It just feels like, oh, there has to be a romance here between them, so let's just yeah. try to force it. I it's... mean, we know what she's doing. She's trying to weaken him, literally. Yeah, because, you know, like, girls make weak legs. Why well, don't just fucking, you know, stab him or something? I don't know. Well, she will later, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, the whole plan is to kind of, like, make him watch, wasn't it? The whole That's the whole... Okay, yeah, um... all right. Because they're like, oh, we had a... You know, Bane would just be upset, but I was going to take him to that pit. Oh, yeah. Tom Conti's waiting there. <laughs> Tom Conti. <laughs> so, because that's appropriate casting. <laughs> do, oh, do, do, doing a, a European non non Pacific accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Who do we want for this role? Tom. A bit Conti. generic European European accent. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> she weakens him, and then he he goes off. Probably still stinks of sex in that rubber bat suit because <laughs> they've got no you know he's got no electricity or anything yeah. probably had got running water so, so they had like a, a weird fire they all killed up by the fire and there's a scar like initiation scar like he did he didn't pick up on like oh hang on is that, is that something oh, like that looks a bit like 
he goes goes and meets um, Selena Kyle to uh, lead her to Bane. Uh, she takes out a few of the guards, but obviously it's a trap. Yeah. It's a trap, don't you know? And then this fuck with Bane's quite funny. Because he's been doing theatricality through it, through his career. And yeah, he, what is it? He chucks it Bane in this one. <laughs> this wet fart of a <laughs> Well, he just stands there and just like... Okay. Because it's, yeah, ah, it's not very impressive, is it? Theatricality. Is, yeah, is, that, uh, that really wasn't theatricality, mate. Uh, no, just like, our powerful tools to the initiated. But we are initiated, aren't you? Aren't we, Bruce? On the extras, I saw some concept art for this. The concept art looks better than the actual final execution. Concept art for what this could have been was was tremendous. It's not a bad scene though, and it does lean on the original Nightfall image where he breaks breaks Batman's back. I really, uh, I really like how they chose not to have any music. It just feels like it just, it just feels like. All oh, right, this is like the center of the film. There's no source music. Um, it's more just like you know, noise of the engines, and explosions and guns going off. Whereas this time, it's just literally you can hear the punches being thrown. You can hear it when you know sort of disconnect, and it kind of makes it more. Um, again, because the theatricalities were quite lacking, um, it does. It feels a lot more visceral. And this is, I think, this is the first time we've seen actually Batman get into like a proper fight with the lead villain and he gets his ass kicked completely he really does get it handed to him doesn't like, it, it i mean I, I like i liked how it's just literally got all all bane's men just stood around not actually doing anything just like watching it the and just it's kind like, of mocking him really just, making fun of him well there's just there's just no need it's like well you know bane's the guy to do it and they're just gonna watch bane just crucify oh, yeah Bane is in gotham to fulfill his you know destiny as he would see it. destiny then, so he he, ki- he kicks Batman's ass and then decides to fly into the Middle East and go with him, <laughs> right? To drop him into this prison. Yes, with uh, Tom Conti. With Tom Conti, uh, to- yeah, to, uh, to to torture not not of your body but of your soul, uh, as, as he as he puts it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've I've got no problem with it. It's got just... an interesting admissions policy in this prison, haven't they? I, I don't. I don't think there is a policy really. I think it's just literally. Yeah. <laughs> here you go. <are. laughs> here you go. Yeah, here you are. Um, <laughs> I mean, supposedly this is kind of like a League of Shadows kind of. This this basically know. belongs to League of Shadows to 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 an extent. Uh, yeah, like. I, I'm 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 fine with this because I think that it's got it's got of they've got to tie it up with the original. I think when I mean coming back to when this was announced, when they were going to do a third one, I thought, right, well they have to tie it up with Talia um, Razagul, so it's going to be Talia. Obviously, it's going to be Talia. Um, so this whole twist was wasn't really um, that much of a surprise to me. So by this point, where they're kind of like laying laying it on thick in terms of like. Oh, the child, child of, of Razagul, and like assuming that it's Bane. It's like, well, Bane's already established. Like, I didn't see the dark until I was a man. Um, which, even though there's quite a lot of light in there when we eventually see it. Yeah, well, it's maybe candlelight. It, it, it's, kind, <laughs> but, it's kind, it's kind of open plan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, yeah, the, and, and and of course, also like quite clearly, there's a big bulking protector, quotation marks, uh, 
It's like quite clear. Well, clearly that's Bane, isn't it? So, yeah, it, it wasn't that much of a surprise to me. But I'm kind of fine with it because we need Batman to kind of basically do a Rocky free, find out who he, re- you know, rediscovers himself. Tom Conti never wears, like, a crop top, though. No. <laughs> Which is disappointing, if I'm honest. Well, <laughs> see, maybe this is probably where Joker would have been. Maybe Joker would have been, like, kind of like the, <laughs> the Apollo Creed. What? Down there in a boob tube saying, I'll train your kid. <laughs> Bruce, <laughs> you had to eye the tiger. Where's it gone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what they originally planned for Joker. Maybe just like... And yeah. So it's just a plot device to keep him out of the way for a few months while the plan unfolds. I think it's all badly thought through. I just think it's really like, okay, well, I can see why you're doing it, but you've put yourself into these positions to have to come out with such dumb ideas to fix it. Yeah. I mean, I, I do get and I do like the idea that he has to kind of, like, he's lost his way and needs to retrain himself, re come to kind of, like, Reprise himself of that in, the, in a way, so I, I, I'm fine with that. It's just when you have to like establish how does he get from there all the way into Gotham. I mean, they have given them like a like was it a five month time frame? Yeah. So there is there is some time there, but anyway, so they leave Bruce uh, in in a pit. Fly and, back to Gotham. Yeah. And then, uh, basically, is it is it here where they basically bomb the, the football crowd? I don't know, Becca, where are we up to? Yes, we are coming up to there. Well, don't we have the, the, the board scene? Bane uh, makes a pit, like, the, the, there are scenes where uh, uh, Blake figures out... Oh, yeah, basically, yeah, figure out, yeah, kind of who she, she is, really, so... Well, yeah. So he tries, tries to quiz. He figures out Bruce has gone missing. He's yeah. like, okay, something's up. And then he tracks Selena Cowell, who's desperately trying to get away because he knows... She's trying to escape out of the country, isn't she? she? And she then knows she's like, oh, we got gotcha. Something's bad's going down. Um, but Blake apprehends her. Yeah, she ends up in the in the clink. <laughs> in, in the prison. Yeah. So where do you go to next, Becca? Um, yeah, in prison. <laughs> um... Well, yeah, then we turn that the, the reactor kind of actually turns into a bomb. <gasps> yeah, we get Bane in the boardroom. And he could have just thrown it into the water, but there was some baby ducks there. And so he turned around and then there was a couple <laughs> of nuns. <laughs> right. So they, they've now got five months until the core does whatever it's going to do. And mm. this thing blows up with a ticking clock on it. That's very precise. Yes. Fucking hell. Right. Okay. So, I mean, they, they, also... they, they could have put like a like a little bit of a lint on it with like, yeah, with, with and sent it on sent it on light like. <laughs> and it could so have... the police the police go uh, into the sewers all of them at once to try to get Bane. They're all on shift at the same time as well. Yeah, and Bane basically bombs the football stadium and it. So, basically bombs everywhere because basically they'd be filling explosives everywhere in terms of 
you know, you get the national anthem sung by not a very good little singer, but fair enough, Bane likes it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing that I've always found odd, and maybe this is a comic book reference, but they're the Gotham City fucking Hornets or something, right? Uh, and they play in like black they're and rogues. They're... But it, all it means is because the the crowd are all wearing like the same stuff. The stadium looks empty, even though it's full of people, because of the colours they're wearing. So I thought that was a bit of a shitty choice. That's what you mean. Yeah, it does. When you get an above shot of it, you just yeah. think, oh, your seats are empty, and then you're like, oh, actually, no, there are people in it. They're just wearing yellow. Or it just means you don't have to, like, you can just sort of leave it half empty, and then, like, go, yeah. Yeah, that's... yeah. Yeah, I just think Nolan was sat sketching, you know, doing little drawings for Interstellar in his lunch times on this. Um, yeah, so uh, when do we get John Blake tries to stop it all and kills somebody? Yeah, instantly sort of. Oh, I don't think I like that. Yeah, I should uh, become a Batman. <laughs> um, and then a kid walks by, catches the look in his eyes, and ten years later he'll be like, "I knew you, Batman." And <laughs> um, um, from that look, I knew that Bruce Wayne was the, the other Batman. Cause, yeah. And, <laughs> and also, the way you curled your lip, I thought, oh, Bruce is in that pit in the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is where we get the Gotham is yours. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he, he does the, he kills Dr. Pavel uh, right in front of everyone. Yeah. Like, Quite the half-time show. Normally you used oh, to get like Michael Jackson. That is a bit of an epic <laughs> half-time show, really, isn't it? So. <laughs> just, just, just no. murder, <laughs> like, two, two entire football teams and, yeah. Mario Cotillard and the mayor. The <laughs> Live at half-time. Oh, yeah, the mayor's blown to pieces. Probably wasn't a bomb. It's probably his makeup just combusted. <laughs> Obviously, in the trailer, you've got that the, one of the footballers who gets put up his his name's Ward. I don't know if that's a tenuous link to Burt World. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Obviously, the, the, the character like obviously has a different first name, but could be a tenuous link to Burt Ward, perhaps. Okay. Yeah. Gee whiz, I think it is. Um, <laughs> Gee whiz, Batman. Uh, so what we have there? So yeah, we get Gotham is yours. <laughs> Take yeah. back your city. Yeah, basically yeah. doing like we are liberators. Uh, Claim back, claim it all back, and then where, where Blake saves uh, Gordon from the hospital. Yeah, he goes to sort of, ha- yeah, and they both sort of disappear into the into the shadows. Oh. Well, well, going to hiding basically yeah, to, to his apartment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, mind you, if the sun's shining, they might have some shadows. <laughs> and then, um, and Bane does reveal uh, Harvey's letter. Yeah, we, well, we, Bane goes to the uh, Blackgate prison and releases the prisoners and does his whole like. Donald Trump's speech of like uh, to you grab him in the pussy the people <laughs> I want the popular vote I I, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I I love that I love that he said the like, exact same sentence like oh, that's fucking Bane speech um, I know but, they are pretty much the same, but I love they? I love Tom Hardy in this I think he has this, he has really good way of like of even though he's, his face is covered up he he still has like charisma. He can still kind of like 
act his way through just by his eyes, and he kind of has this like kind of weird sort of glare when he, when he glare when he's saying his stuff and kind of shakes his head. <laughs> it's just kind of I I I I really enjoy it. So yeah, he tears up Harvey Dent's photo, calls out on the uh, the fact that it was all that the Dent app was all a lie, and then everything just goes to shit really. Yeah. Um, uh, and there's all show trials going on, and at yeah. the same time, Bruce is being told the entire story by Tom Conti. Not Bill. There's a boy born. Oh, and, and earlier on, Alfred had heard of this as well. There was a legend of. I was like, Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, okay. So. Which yeah. just tells you, like, that, that Alfred's actually really doing his research on. And no, Bruce's it tells coming. you it's lazily written, Chris. That's what he tells you. Uh, okay, it's like, well, we'll trail it. How? Well, I don't know. Have Alfred say something? You know, it's just look at his training. Um, I don't know who that's an impression of because it certainly ain't Michael. Look Blake. at his training. He's he, he's got a ruby the size of a tangerine. Yeah, Alfred, you burn me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Um, five months go by. The well, bridges... <laughs> not, not quite, because obviously Gotham would blow up by then. Uh... Yeah, and then <laughs> Nolan goes, shit, Credits. too late. <laughs> Coming soon to Stella. Oh, how fast that too. Yeah, okay. Um, so, what else do we get in this period apart from Bruce getting angry and also having his back fixed by being twatted really hard? Well, Quite yeah, by by, u- by using ropes. I know. Yeah. Um, so Hanging them up. Now. Yeah. So we have various things happening in Gotham. We have like you know, obviously there's a the sense of like few cops like um, around trying to sort of plant plant. They're under they're underground to keep grooming. Yes. <laughs> Roger yeah. Moore probably sent his suitcase in <laughs> with a red cross parcel. <laughs> Good old Rog. Um, (laughs) Okay. Oh, and also, the bat has been on top of that building for months. Just no one ever Waiting for it. Yeah, okay. So, 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 uh, Batman's doing (laughs) sit-ups. Getting angry. Angry crunches. Or evil, or whatever it is. Yeah, it's one attempt fails miserably after like getting his back fixed it's like you know that's so hackneyed it's when he finally believes and doesn't use a rope or something well i thought i can um i imagine because it, again it's it's going back to begins isn't it it's like you have to like find like come in touch with your fear again like you have to like combat it so you, you have to touch cloth mr wayne <laughs> really yeah <laughs> i don't I, I I like it. I I, I I I like the bit where you, we have to climb about the rope. I think it's... <laughs> they all cheer. I love the fact that they're stuck down there for the rest of their miserable existence. And when this billionaire gets out, they're all like, "Yes!" Does he not like throw the rope down and let so they can all come out? I've always spotted at the end when he comes out. When he comes out, he does throw the rope. He does. He grabs like the rope at the top and like throws it down. I don't know. So that means they, are, they can not, all get out. I have, I've not seen Tom Conti since. <laughs> <laughs> he put fuck it, I'm staying. I like it here. So, uh, and then 
I think we get to. I think. I mean, what my highlight of the film is that opening sort of chase, but I think my second highlight of the film is we do see Selena Kyle with an apple, Chris. <laughs> do bit of fruit there. Um... Would would was it a quality apple? It looked juicy. Very crunchy. Ah, Becca's got a perspective on it too. Yeah. <laughs> Look very crisp. Um <laughs> So they were so, yeah. we <laughs> Chris it's fruity cool. <laughs> so if I have a day by listening to this podcast. Uh, we Gotham has been sort of shut off by all the bridges and everything else. Yeah, uh, isolated from the world. So they can't get out. The president is on about we'll never, you know, leave, you know, ice, uh, abandon them, which Gordon just says, well, that just basically means we're on our own. There, there, there is there is an attempt with special forces. They sneak in, but they they get killed. Yes, they um, do. So um, there's there's like we do see a bit of all that, and it's a bit chaotic, and yeah, we we do sort of see, but. But until the last sequence, Gotham is fairly empty. I mean, everyone mm. is just seemingly inside the whole time. Um, there's show trials with the Scarecrow. Yeah, yeah. who suspected that? Everyone thought he died at the end of the last film, but I remember did, going to see we? this, and then when, it, when he popped did up, we? everyone was like... Oh. Chris, everyone did. Everyone. 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 Why do we think the... he died at the end of... Well, no, it was, just, it was just one of those things you didn't kind of expect to see sort of thing. I mean, literally when... I think but Bristol I think I went to go see some Bristol with a friend um, and um, Bristol? Said, wait Bristol down to Bristol um, I think it was Bristol I have to get in touch because it was, it was through um, Lovely AD on the on the Twitter um, and oh who is it Lynn that was it um, I think it was in Bristol um, and literally when uh, I can remember how we, uh, you know appeared on the screen that whole, everybody just went oh <gasps> And, like, and then oh, they okay. all said, here's one. We thought he died at the end of the last film. <laughs> well, no, I think it's just something, I think, because obviously we've been so caught up by Bane, we'd obviously forgot about um, I Scarecrow. He was arrested. Oh, I, Scarecrow thought he was, yeah. I thought he was effectively left for the police at the start of the last film, and that was that. So mm. he will have either been in Arkham, or more likely, he didn't convince anyone he was insane, so he was in Blackgate Prison. I, which, I, I, just, I just assume, yeah. Battle. I just assume he just got released, and he was one of the prisoners. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, 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 was one of those those things where people thought if Heath Ledger was around, it could have been Joker as the yeah. trial that would have been that would have made maybe a bit sensible. But I'm sure he would have had a cameo if that was the case. It would have been some other form. Um, I just, I'm not convinced it would have been the same film, but it might have been. Who knows? Mm. Maybe it would be literally. Take one character out and stick in Heath Ledger's Joker. I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, they're all based. Most of them are f- effectively having to walk out onto the ice, and then they're yeah. just falling through to their death. Which is pretty brutal, really. I mean, imagine people yeah. must be dying like all the fucking time in this. But Bruce's hair has grown half an inch in the five months, so we can tell he, he's been through hell. Um, and he comes back. He shaved his beard off. Um, shaved his beard off. Probably using Gillette. <laughs> smallest the, razor. The best a man can get. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the free fart. Just, just amongst razors. Yeah, the, and the razors are available. I've had better, but 
not necessarily razors. They they free fox <laughs> and they uh they do what? They free fox because he's okay. in the yes. That they... sounded very different to what you I said. Know. Yeah, for free, free, number one. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, then what? Yeah, Cat Catwoman helps him, then and he get and he suits up. He, 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 there's this whole thing. There's this talk about. Oh, you you not fixed the autopilot, have you? Like no. And then Gordon gets captured because they they try and figure out which of these trucks that are like that are patrolling around the city have yeah, three lead line trucks. Um, so, but they get caught doing it, so Gordon gets on the trial and then has to walk on the ice. And then Batman turns up. Batman turns up, yeah, having painted the bridge, ready with, you know, with petrol or whatever yeah. he used in the bat signal. And he said, light her up. I don't know why he does a Bruce, uh, Bruce Forsyth? No, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Do you reckon anyone has ever confused Clint Eastwood and Bruce Forsyth before? No, you're the first. Honestly, I want to say Clint Eastwood. Well, I, well I, I'm, I'm mistaken unless you're so fully amazing. These names sound similar. Well, they got their, yeah, they got similar names. I mean, if I said Clint Howard or something, then maybe Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> good game, That's good game. Is he here now? Did I fire five shots or six? Higher or lower? Do you feel lucky, do you? Hang on, Bruce Forsyth is slowly turning into Michael Caine. <laughs> 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 yeah, they do sound the same. But yeah, well, he's basically the same, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, dear. So... Okay, so Batman now played by Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> because I'll, I'll tell you what, he's got the, he's got the chin for it, hasn't he? Hey, he's got the chin for it, hasn't he? Yeah. And then, right? <laughs> uh, and then and then Matthew Modine's character, which is his official name in this film, sees yes. it from the window, and he's like, "Well, that's me inspired." Yes. Because Batman is a symbol, you see? Mm-hmm. Think, think and, uh, and then yeah, he, and, and then Gordon he breaks, said... He breaks the well-coiffed police out of the... And always minty fresh police <laughs> out of the crowd. He, he dresses up in his blues because Gordon made a reference to that before. So well, I'm not exactly asking you to break out into your... Your fancy yeah. uniform. And then he does exactly that. Um, I know. Just, it's dressed down Friday. Just relax. Um... <laughs> Yeah, um, this is bollocks. <laughs> this part of the film, I know what they were going for, but you've got the police have come straight out after three months underground in pristine <laughs> uniforms, ready to go straight back to having a rumble. <laughs> it's nuts. Bat- Batman comes in, the- comes in the bat and just takes out the. Uh... <laughs> what did he do in the backwards? He, t- he takes out the, you know, the 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 dot tumblers. Yes. And then they've, then they have a big charge, and there's a big fight, and then I know <laughs> some wonderful um, continuity on Matthew Modi, where he has a handgun, then like a machine gun or something like that, and then he's lying on the floor dead, which wouldn't be a bad sequence of events, except it all takes place in about seven seconds. 
he goes through two guns and dies in person. Well, that, that happens a bit later on when uh, Miranda Sate slash not Talia um, says kill them all in term, in, when driving off in not one of the not tumblers. And it's just like, kind of, alright, there's a shot of him dead after seeing him, like, fighting. It's just, it's just, could we not just at least see him get shot? Would have helped story wise, but anyway. So there's a big fight, and um, Batman uh, fights Bane again on the bat. They fight each other on the on the battlefield. Yeah, and he yeah, yeah. and he, and but, ba- and Bane but, has but the line of dialogue. But this time he's done some sit ups. Yeah, but Bane has a line yeah. of dialogue that says, "So you've come to die of your city," and then Bruce comes back with a killer line. Let's hear is, it, Chris. No, I came here to stop you. That's a fucking zinger. That is. Brilliant. Awful, bloody hell. Like, I think anyone yeah, could have come up with something. Stop you! <laughs> I think anyone could have come up with anything better. I think I think people suggested if if he just said nothing would have been better. Um, my I think my only suggestion would don't be give like, him kiss off. yeah, don't give him kiss off lines, particularly without voice anyway, because we had the one earlier in the film. So that's what that feels like. Yeah. I think yeah. I think it would have been better if he said no. I came here to fight with him. Would have been a better, made more sense. But I'm not saying that that's a great line. But it, it makes it's better in the context of what would Roger Moore have said in this scenario? Raised <laughs> eyebrow. Oh, I don't know. Um... I come to kick your posterior base. That does sound like Ace Rimmer. <laughs> Ace Rimmer is based on, like a space version of Roger Moore, though. He is pretty much. He is. What a guy. Not, not as gritty. <laughs> no. But yeah. So, uh, he has a fight with Bane. He's yeah. got Bane out and he's going, Where are you? Where are you, Bob? He, he comes up with um, a great idea of actually knocking off one of the the things off his face. It's like, oh, well, why yeah, did I think of that? But Tom, Tom Continuity explains. Tom Continuity. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that's what we should call it. You're the child of Razagor. Yeah, because he tells us everything we need to get through the film. Tom continuity <laughs> told him but, earlier. But um, uh, not at one point did he actually mention the fact that uh, the child of Razagul was actually a girl. No, she explains all that a bit later, doesn't she? Yeah. Oh, by the way, it was a girl. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, just... you always, when you're talking about someone, you always refer to them completely gender neutral in every scenario. Well, if it, but even like when he was in the pit, Bruce kept saying like, "Oh, right, so." Uh... Bane's the child of Razagul, and he just doesn't correct him. He goes like, yeah, no, no, he no. just carries on and say, and then then then, then, the, then the child like, <laughs> I know, and like his wife died in there or something, and Bane saved his daughter. His daughter got out, and she got Bane out, and he couldn't forget. Bane reminded him of his wife or something, and he couldn't get over it. It was like this is torturous shit. None of that makes any sense to me whatsoever. But we do see the return of Leslie Nielsen, which is which was nice, which is good, yeah. <laughs> yes. Particularly as it's now two years after the actor died, um, yeah. Leslie Nielsen, the younger version of which um, was the sort of body double in uh, for the twins in the Social Network, because you had Army Hammer, and then you'd have someone else, and yeah. they superimposed Army Hammer's face onto it. Yeah, it was that person. It was that person, yeah. And he does look like a young Liam Neeson. It's actually pretty good. He does good a little bit. That was quite cleverly yeah. done, isn't it? For the amount he's got to do, which isn't very much. 
But again, it's Bruce being G'd up by a dream and some vague talks about different types of immortality. And it's just, uh, go there or don't go there. The film doesn't really know how to play it, so it's just some kind of dream I'm, in the end. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with the vision. Just kind of like, you know, Bruce's psyche. I, I'm know. fine with the vision. I think he's a very good Marvel character. What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> Nothing. But anyway... Um... So they're all there. So he, he's kicked the ass of Bane. Yeah. And then Talia stabs him in the side. Yeah. Where's the sugar? Um, Where's the sugar? It's not like, great dialogue for using sweet. that voice, is it? Trigger. No. Where's the sugar? The dialogue seems to peter out towards the end of the film, doesn't it? It's just like the kind of the quality slides. Like last arrow. Well, I, yeah. think, I think all the best dialogue is from Bane, really, and some some good lines from Catwoman. That's basically it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Bane has the best lines in this film, rightly so. But, uh, yeah, so he, Batman's beating on Bane, and uh, Bane says, I, I, I'm not the child of Raz, I, go, oh, I didn't climb the the, the thing, and he said, and uh, that, that, that's actual for Batum. Uh, <laughs> the thing, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, so he, he goes, like, you're, you're not the... Uh, you're, you're the child of Razagul, you know, and then Talia says, but he's not the child of Razagul, and then knife, knife in the, uh, in the, in the chest, or whether, on the ribs, whether it's it, kind of in the side, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, and seems to, like, explain a, a, a whole backstory while keeping him at bay with a knife. It isn't really, isn't, quite told now i mean you could just, uh, we know there's exposition in films but like they might as well have just said to the audience hang on folks let's just explain what's happening all right yeah, yeah. Me- meanwhile uh, towards the end bane gets up and starts tying him up which we could have had that you know after that fact so if he tied up batman you could have had talia with the trigger sort of like it's like tell- telling them like what is actually going on taunting uh-huh. him with the trigger that would have made a little bit more sense but it's anyway it's not very well staged any of that yeah. and at the same time you've got the guy who you know is effectively nabbed as as the next batman if you like in this universe and he spends the whole film sort of stood by a school bus on a bridge yeah which from a moral perspective and a character perspective isn't a bad choice but in in this sort of epic finale they're trying to tell I would have preferred him to be a little bit more mobile than that. Well, the problem is we haven't seen him be that effective at combat. Like if he if he spent the, the like the entire film basically basically kicking everyone's ass, like sort of like we can go okay, well we're we're fine with him sitting this one out and learning the morals of of saving someone and and, and the system not. Not working the way it should be because essentially what what Batman well what the film needs is for him to get on the bridge and plead with the authorities to let let people go like let people go and they they just don't because they are jobs worse kind of kind of thing and he's just like why well, you just condemn us all by blowing the bridge you just thanks for that so he just throws his badge at the end and loses faith in the system so. Yes, that's... Although they're not police, they're military, but there you go. Yeah. I don't know. Perhaps Nolan read somewhere about Muhammad Ali, that apocryphal tale of him throwing his sort of belt, into, you know, his Olympic medal into the water or something. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. But, I mean, I like George's, uh, 
Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the film, I think he's very good. Um, but I don't really like the way they use him in this last section. But she, she basically uh, exposits so long that they run out of time because Gordon stops the bomb. Yeah. Uh, so they have to... Okay, because no matter, the trigger's going to go anyway. Um, sorry, the, the time's going to go anyway. We better sort of go in, make sure that happens. Uh, so they so they have like a little weird mo- well I do kind of like it because there's a sort of so, a certain sense of like tenderness between Bane and Talia even though it's a little bit I'm, I'm not because it's literally just a relationship that we've just been revealed to now we don't know okay what's going on yeah, there is how like, poignant that thing we learned about 90 seconds I, ago I, it's done really well between them there's like you know it is. Uh, but it's like okay it, I, I don't know whether there's a sense of like they 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 just like it's like a mutual love uh, um, love between them or there's like a romance for, from, from Bane's point of view and she's yeah. just like yeah whatever see you later <laughs> but they they say good they goodbye and Bane looks longingly and then says no nah, I'm gonna kill I'm gonna kill Bruce now because I've been I've been wanting to do it for for ages and then Catwoman comes in and shoots him. And then she says something about, you know, not changing overnight or something. No, she says, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure about this no guns thing. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Um, mm. Then what? Batman goes and uh, grabs the bomb. Basically. After, after effectively killing Talia. Yes. Yes. Uh, obviously, he gives up his no kill thing. <laughs> to be honest, I've always been okay with it in the in the context of this sequence. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of generally support the sort of no kill policy as a character thing, but look at the situation they're in. She has to be stopped immediately. Um, it's, and, and plus, it's, he kind of, it's not like he point blank shoots, so he. No, he, he doesn't. He, he, he doesn't. His he goal doesn't. is to derail the, the truck. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah. I'm okay with it. Uh, I, actually, I like Marion Cotillard as an actress quite a bit, but I, I thought her death scene was awful. Well, <laughs> basically, you're breathing heavily. <laughs> The way that she actually, it looks really, it looks quite comedic. It took me right out of the film at the time because mm. I actually laughed out loud at that bit. I was like, oh, fucking hell. When I saw it, it's really not very good. Um, and then we find out, because I always assumed uh, the commissioner knew that it was Bruce no. under it. All. And then we find out he was utterly clueless and didn't yeah. actually care. Well, well, there there is that thing from um, Blake from George Gunn's Levitt that fact that Christian doesn't know who you are, doesn't care. He's not, he's not interested. He, he kind of buys in the idea that Batman is could be anyone and doesn't really need to know. Um, but yeah, I, to me, it, this is probably one of the favorite moments of the film. Even it's just just a little moment, just like kind of that that uh, it's wonderful. I, life I like kind of that thing. they called it back, and I know the flashback isn't wildly subtle, but I, I like it. I, I do for all the problems of. I don't actually buy Gordon would be that so, like, really? Um, I quite like <laughs> it. It, it. Bruce Wayne? Me too? Well, to be fair, this this is... If you think about Gordon's interactions with Bruce Wayne, like, as an adult, he would just think, who's this fucking pillock? <laughs> Maybe. But Maybe. I kind of like... I just... Yeah, I kind of like the idea of... Um, yeah, it's kind of like it's a wonderful life kind of element of like just the littlest things can have like a huge impact yeah. so like if he hadn't have been there and just 
to that little sort of tiny act of decency. With he might have disconnected code. from people entirely. Yeah. Yeah. So it could have like yeah. So that that kind of like realization that oh my god like. And he talks to the Joker at the end of the last film about sort of uh, people have shown you that you know they believe in good. So yeah, I'm kind of all right with it. Um, but then we've got him flying the bomb out of the city as quickly as he can with his not working autopilot. It, it's kind of cheating, really, that you cut to Christian Bale. In the seat it, with five seconds to go. Yeah. It's kind of cheating for me. I like to think I'm it's, not quite sure. Well, whatever. It is what it is. He flows it, flies it away. It explodes. They all die of cancer a few years later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Gordon reads at the funeral some stuff about you know, stuff from that book, actually. Yeah. And they have a dedication of that, of a sort of statue of Batman. Uh, Gore, uh, Alfred, Alfred has a good Stan, cry about yeah. it. What failed you? Cry. Look at his speed. This is training. <laughs> you trusted that... me. Oh, I failed you. Yeah. Well, it's kind of sad, though. It's kind of sad. Scene. Yeah, he, he really goes for it, actually, here. He doesn't really hold back in, on this performance. Um and then we find, uh, yeah, so Bruce Wayne is declared dead and they read his will, which hasn't been updated. Is it, is it, yet. It's, it's, it's weird Blakey. how Bruce Wayne is dead uh, at the same time Batman sacrifices himself. Hmm. Yeah. You never see them together? Hmm. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Batman's on the outside and inside the outside like, is Bruce Wayne. I, I, I will say, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I'll, 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 I won't mention it until later on. Anyway, go on. Um, so, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we start the whole business of closing the film down now. Yeah. Uh, they are reading out his will. He is reduced in reduced circumstances, but clearly has still kept Wayne Manor. It will be given as a children's home, effectively, and that's all it will be used for. The pearls have gone missing. It's like, yeah, that that, that starts to raise some questions. Then uh, Fox asks. Like, uh, what could I have done to fix that damn autopilot? So, but it has been fixed. Bruce, Bruce Wayne fixed it ages ago. Yeah, because well, he signed in with his name. <laughs> <laughs> Get out! It's quite the audit trail in this piece of kit. All right, <laughs> fair enough. Um, so it's been fixed, and we're all like, Ooh. right? Yeah. And then, and then John Blake, whose middle name is Robin. Then it's his actual first name, his actual real name. Is... Well, it might be Robin. Uh, I don't know if it's John Robin Blake or Robin John Blake. I can't remember yeah. now. And who gives a shit? Let's be honest. And everyone goes like, "Oh!" And then like, and then actual fans of the comic are like, just pissed off, like, "That's just bullshit. That's fucking. <laughs> That's not Robin." Yeah. No. Um... Could have at least like Dick Grayson or something. That like, would have made. That would have kept. He gives happy. him. He gives him coordinates to the Batcave. Yeah. Which is just so he's just going to have to sneak in under that waterfall every time, unless he's going to pretend to be a child, because it's a children's home above ground now, and he's going to go in. We've got no evidence he can fight. Well, we saw a little bit of him fighting, but not very much. Uh, yeah, I think he's it's pretty much a death sentence. Let's be sure. Uh, Bruce has already has managed as well to arrange a new bat signal. I, w- I will say this though, and. Given the idea that Batman's supposed to be a symbol, right? 
Okay, so given that that symbol has just kind of revalued his um, his name or his image in terms of the public, in terms of like he was demonised as like uh, as his murderer, and now he's kind of like just he's he's now he's he, back. He, he yeah, he, even he, though he's he, gone, he came back and and, and sacrificed himself, kind of like uh, reevaluating his 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 name. So, given that he's now sacrificed himself, does doesn't that somewhat devalue the fact that if a new Batman just turns up, given the fact that you know, the idea you of don't Batman... know that no one knows it's someone different. <laughs> yes. So wouldn't that just be like, hang on, he can Batman's a cheat. We we put a statue up for him, and then suddenly he's yeah. back. Yes. <laughs> yeah. See, that doesn't make sense. I know. But, yeah, but... I don't want copycats except this one. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so he's got no one to actually train him. Like, so it's like if so if it's not if they're like Batman. Oh, he's he's seen the films. He'd be all right. <laughs> yeah, there'll be there'll be some like yeah, Bruce left some like training videos to get in shape. And, like... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the League of, the League of Shadows <laughs> fitness program. Chain Fonda's workout. I'm ready now. <laughs> so yeah, he's on a death sentence. Um, uh, basically, um, you've got. Also, they seem to have forgotten that Commissioner Gordon perverted the court of justice. <laughs> He's still commissioner of police after framing the wrong guy and lying about it for eight years. Uh, I think pe- I think people have forgiven him about that. I think given oh, given, well. given that like half the, po- half the population of Gotham's probably dead by now. I think. All right, fair enough. So he's still commissioner. He still prefers to work on the roof. Um, and giving and him then... new bat signal, which is nice. New bat signal, which he probably ordered one from Amazon. Uh, yeah. they're, they're bigger than they look. No, popular. Ones. They're like, you know, bestseller around there. Every, every home's just, got one. Just get the little one you can get for like your bedside table. Just put it on there. It's a bad signal, isn't it? And then Alfred goes on holiday. Yeah. and What will he order? Latte? A flaming burger. Or whatever it's... What's that like drink he orders? It's kind of like just like a little... I've no idea. It's like, like a little sort of spirit type thing, anyway. All right, well, he, he goes and orders a drink. And then... He gets the same table. Yeah. With the same view, which Bruce inferred from uh, listening to him tell the story briefly. Can you imagine Selena Giles just sat there going, why do I have to be here this time? Like... Yeah, well, she is looking around a bit like, what am I looking for? But yeah. the other thing is, like, you can imagine him having his drink Walking out and like they were behind him. And why do you always wear the, the other why, way? Why do you always wear the pearls now? Like today? Like why? Should... Yeah. <laughs> just... it seems a bit like you know, it's not like a formal occasion. It just seems like you know we're a bit too casual for this. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I mean, it does. It does look like a credit card ad to me when like when Michael Caine gets out. Of his... Yeah. <laughs> but he's earned, he's earned this after a full ten months of bat- as being Batman. And and I can't help but think. Hang on, isn't it a bit? After Alfred must have must have gone through so much grief after like thinking that he's been dead all this time, and then yeah. he just turns up and goes like, "Oh, he's not dead." 
twat. <laughs> you selfish twat. I warned you about his training, his belief. And I burnt the letter. <laughs> Just like that. But, but, in every scene. But he's made it. Yeah. Not why to you, but he made it. And then, there you are, and then... Uh, and then and Gordon then Blake, Levitt yeah. gets swamped by something. Yeah, he sort of rises up. Literally, the Dark Knight he rises because the Dark Knight rises, yeah. even though he's not really the Dark Knight, and he'll get his ass handed to him first time he goes out. Yeah, and, uh, and he hasn't even been measured up for the bat suit. Probably find it's like too short in the legs or something. Nah, I'm sure he'll fit into it. He's got that rather yeah. cool training regime. He's he's got to follow. So so yeah, Becca, final thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> no, again, um, it's yeah. I think up until the the, the scene at the, at the football ground, um, whenever. Fucking hell! Okay, that was ages ago. For me. No, I'm just saying that this is my final, my final thoughts. I think from that point, you know, I'm kind of enjoying it, but from then it it all goes it all descends quite rapidly. But no, I think you know, performance is overall fantastic. I mean, Tom Hardy shines, um, Anne Hathaway shines. Um, the rest of them just kind of like hovering on, on autopilot there um, but fantastic performances throughout I mean it still looks stylish but again as we mentioned earlier in the show massive plot holes things that just don't make sense um, that are set up and aren't really don't really come to fruition like the rest of the film um, but I do think this is I don't know it's, it's the end to the Batman's this Batman trilogy um, that Nolan perhaps wanted but maybe not what the fans wanted perhaps um, I mean, it's yeah. I don't uh, think fans were actually wanting this take, but this is very much no. like what Nolan envisioned how he wanted to end the series, or he had like an idea of doing yeah. things a bit differently. Which remember this this kind of ending kind of set up Jordan Jordan Joseph Gordon Levitt to be <laughs> set up Michael Jordan to be. Michael that Jordan to be... I can't see how it did, but it did. Or even set up Jordan, but never mind. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Katie yeah. Price as Batman. Um, well, world's greatest detective, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, they basically set him up to to be like the next, you know, superhero. But that obviously didn't go anywhere. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things that's kind of, it's pretty much the, the film that obviously he set out to make, but perhaps not ones that, that fans or audiences were really after. Um but I mean, it's pretty much helped to put Tom Hardy on the map, pretty much, um, as if he wasn't already by this by this time. Um, it was just amazing. Um, yeah, and basically, you know, Tom Hardy makes this movie, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, he's my favourite part of the film as because well. Because of his training and his belief. <laughs> I mean, I, you can tell Dave. You can tell Dave loves this film. Um, I mean, look, look, despite you know its flaws and despite my issues with it and I'm sure everyone else has tons of issues with it uh, I, I, I still always enjoy it There's, it still has stuff that I actually like I mean I, I like the ending um, in spite of itself I think it is it is an odd it's, film it's feel good once I get over the fact that's the ending if yeah. you know what I mean it's not the ending I wanted but I do, I do find it quite a warm and fuzzy ending I quite like it yeah about the two hours and 45 minutes before it that's all but I think when you have to like take your idea, of, like if, take take away the context that this is like a Batman film, and you sort of what you expect and what you know the, the general opinion of what people want from a Batman film, 
which uh, sounds like stupid now I've just said it out loud uh, but once you just sort of okay well this is just a movie or this is just a vision of an adaptation of a certain character it's it's okay it's just it's just a, you just wish certain details were ironed out a little bit more you just wish they had like they thought about things a little bit more in detail or they just sort of said it said it or showed you in a different way that would have sort of added some clarity um, rather than just let you sort of be a bit more ambiguous which sometimes sometimes that can be a good thing sometimes it can just come across as kind of like uh, lazy or you just you haven't really thought it through really have you and then yeah so it's it's flawed it's flawed but I I still like it you know we we do this show with with not a specific running time in mind but we are a longer podcast and it is partially by design it isn't just we run that long and we accept it i do think that there's editing involved we don't set out yeah but we don't set out to do like 60 70 minute podcasts i know there are people out there who don't like them this long but i do when i listen to a podcast i want a couple of hours um but there's no doubt in my mind that generally speaking, I wouldn't want to be doing two hours and 50 minutes every week. I think that's on the long side. So, but we gave it, we, we're giving it for this film because, or these films, because the Nolan trilogy, all of them give you plenty to talk about good and bad. And so I can say that for this film, there's plenty of talk to talk about. There's plenty of ideas in there. There's some excellent performances. It looks very good, even though I think it's kind of last week's scores. Again, I, I like the score. Um, there, there's a lot to like about it, but it's fairly hackneyed writing. I still think the director didn't really want to be there. And I think it just missed its moment in history. You know, I think the Dark Knight just grabbed the world's attention. And, and I think by now we'd, we'd all moved on to the Avengers and this was just marking time until a reboot. It's not entirely a terrible film, um, but I have to say, I, I'm always enthusiastic when I switch it on. I really am. I always think I'm going to enjoy it, and I never really do. It's too long, it's too bloated, and it raises far more questions than it answers. So it's nowhere, it's nowhere near the worst Batman film we've seen, um, uh, but it is, it, it is a, a drop down from the first two entries in the Nolan series. And that's all I can really say about it. There, there must be something in it that you kind of look forward to, though, so that, that gives you that hope that you might like it more than yeah, you. Yeah, and I don't know what that is, because it isn't always just off the back of, say, The Dark Knight. Oh, great, the next one. It, it isn't. I, I don't really know what it is. I, I, I think it's... It does, it, it does have a certain weight of quality to it. You know, just in spite it itself. does. I mean, there's there's some continuity problems, and now most films have continuity problems, and I don't normally have an issue with it. But with with Nolan being compared to Kubrick and being quite meticulous, there I had more problems with this film than either of the others, mm. and I, and I do think that some of it I just feel like his 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 mind was elsewhere. I, you know, and it, I'm sure if you visit had visited him on the set or talked to him about this film, he was fully engaged. I'm I'm sure. It's almost on a subconscious level, but I, I see things slipping through into this that I don't think he would have done it at what it now might end up having been his peak, actually. Um, I won't, we won't get into that. Maybe we'll talk about other Christopher Nolan films down the line, but I've I, I really, there's not much more I can say about this. It, it, it's, it's a lot less than the sum of its parts, but it's still got some really good parts to it. Mm. Yeah. And New York looks great in it. And, and not New York. <laughs> 
with not the World Trade Center building. The see the thing is, I've always thought that I was just. I mean, I've always praised uh, Batman Begins for having a Gotham that actually looks like Gotham, uh, but the Dark Knight just kind of looks like Chicago, and here it's basically well, it's just basically New York. You know, it's... New York and Pittsburgh, isn't it? When it's at street level, it tends to be Pittsburgh. But, yeah. Um, I, I, the Pittsburgh bits don't bother me, partly probably because it's not as iconic. I don't know what I'm looking at as much. Um, and also the argument, I bought the, I mean, they went there for tax reasons. That's why they will have gone there. There will have been tax breaks for the production. Baby Driver was filmed in Atlanta. That, that's not a hotbed of filmmaking historically. But again, certain states, certain cities, you can get tax breaks to go there. So I, I can understand that they went to Pittsburgh probably for monetary reasons. But I think you can make an argument that in a city of 12 million people, there'll be different bits of it and bits that look different. So, okay, at street level, I don't have a problem. It's these wide establishing shots where I think, can't you even hide that's New York? You've got enough tools at your disposal. Mm. So it's got it's got a feeling of a slight laziness about it. And, and to take so long over such laziness is, is quite incredible. Yeah, I, I always thought it was kind of intentional for some reason. I don't know what that intention is meant to be, but I, I think, you know, in terms of what Nolan did with Maybe moving it is, to Chicago... You know, he, and then, but he might I don't well know. be a smarter man than me. He, you know, he, he's, he's certainly. I'm not saying it's a good. It's a good reason, but you know. I, I mean, I, I still think he's a very special filmmaker. I just don't happen to have loved any of these last three films, and it started with this because I really liked Inception. That's a divisive film, but I loved it, and I loved The Dark Knight. And between the first two Batman films, he did The Prestige. You know, so the the, the guy's track record through the that decade was exceptional. His track record through this decade, well, I'm not as impressed. Some people might well be. Um, but this this was just kind of the start of a decline for me, that this was bloated and messy, and, uh, disp- and and I thought Interstellar was as well. And then I go to see Dunkirk, and it, and it doesn't engage me in the slightest. And maybe that's me, and I will give it a second chance, and I mean a fair second chance, because I don't think you can proclaim after one viewing like that of a Nolan film, but yeah, nothing's grabbed me. And th- and this was the start of all that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I suppose every director has its ebbs and flows. Yeah. Hope, you, you hope it's ebbs and flows because if that was his peak, then maybe we have seen the best of Christopher Nolan, but I mean, well, I, I suppose let's look see. at Tarantino. I mean, it, Tarantino, when he, when he first started out and his first, first three films were great and um, now he's starting to get a little bit kind of bloated with his own ego and his own own ideas and he's like okay well it's not as good anymore but people still love love the the new work he, he does they hold, hold it in high regard maybe even better than Paul Fiction or, or, or such so who knows maybe it's different opinions I think I'm sure there'll be people who say Dunkirk's probably his best film um yeah, they're wrong, but, you know, everyone's got the right to be wrong. <laughs> I'm kidding, it's only opinions, and again, I've seen it once, so let's see. But, yeah, I was surprisingly underwhelmed the first time because I was really looking forward to it. But, um, we won't say any more because Beck's having said it. Having said that, um, I might appreciate this film if I knew more about it. Bad facts. Yes, to round out the end of the Batman series, I have some final back facts. Yeah, I was waiting for you to sing that part, You're welcome. 
So there is a minor detail about fifth number one, a minor detail in some of the walkie-talkies used by the police. They actually have an old DC Comics logo on them. And this film's titles shows a new version of that DC logo, which I think is quite cool. Uh, but but fact number two, um, as we mentioned earlier, Scarecrow pops up three quarters of the way through this film, much to the <gasps> of my audience at the time. Then he so thinks that, about baseball and it goes down again. That's it. <laughs> What's the Austin Powers? Look at that today, girl, a cold day. Honest, it's not mine. <laughs> not mine, no. Um, so that means that Scarecrow is the only villain to appear in all three Nolan Batman movies. But fact number three, this contains references to the DC graphic novel Kingdom Come, which I think involves um, one involves Catwoman, Selina Kyle. Um, back fact number four, Anne Hathaway's stunt double actually broke an IMAX camera, um, I think by crashing the butt bike into it. Um, and that's the second time an IMAX camera has been broken on these Nolan Batman movies. And back fact Fucking number five. Fucking hell, Nolan. I know, it keeps breaking. Oh, Jesus. Nolan. <laughs> oh, Nolan. That's clever, I like that a lot. Back fact number five. Um, this film currently ranks number 64 on the IMDb's top 250 movies. Um, shame on you. Fucking Dark Knight is at number 8, and Batman Begins is number 115. I know, but like, uh, you know, the, the 250 greatest films of all time. Fucking hell. <laughs> right, go on. Well, that's the whole point. It moves up and down, isn't it? And new films will come and go. And... I know they will, but that that's way too high. But anyway, go on. And that's my five butt facts that I have. All right. Well, don't don't go on then. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather not. In fact, stop. Thank you. Uh, apparently, on the Saturday Night Live, Anne Hathaway uh, appeared uh, doing an impression of Katie Holmes talking about a role in Batman Begins. Did she? Yeah. Oh. So I've yeah, that, that caused a lot of um, controversy, didn't it? Did it? Well, I've never heard of it, so no, probably not. No, I seem to remember that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair why? Why, why did it cause controversy? controversy? I don't know. It was controversial. <laughs> why? Why is it controversial though? <laughs> yeah, uh, that normally does it, doesn't it? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> controversial what, things have a tendency to cause controversy. I wish what, I could see the What link. was the controversial thing she, uh, that was said? In, in... I don't know. I can imagine the word Stockholm syndrome in there somewhere. Possibly, but probably related to Tom Cruise and Scientology, I imagine. That's what I mean. Yeah, um, but she, I don't know if she's actually surprisingly good at doing impressions. Like, um, she did one of Claire Danes in Homeland, which is fucking uncanny. Yeah, she's really good, isn't she? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'd I, I, be interested to see what, what that sketch was. She probably did a really good job. Um, yeah, I can't think of any more interesting things to really say. That's it then for the Batman series. So, uh, forgetting next week for a minute, uh, we move on to a superhero music episode with Charlie Brigden. He sent us like an outline the other day, um, because we have been sort of having a bit of back and forth as to what would be in this show, and Charlie has now sketched out the show. So, we've got to do a bit of listening and so on, but we know what it's going to be. We know, although we've got to listen to some stuff, we know what's in that show, uh, and it'll be huge. <laughs> it will be quite a long show, I think. This will be a monster, I think. And then he stays it, with will us. Will it be a size of a tangerine? Oh, <laughs> I, I just admire him because of his belief in his training. <laughs> Look at that belief. Look at his training. <laughs> I see the League of Shadows. <laughs> and because of that, he has to fulfil his he has to fulfil his destiny. By staying with us. Fulfill Razakul's destiny. Our next series. 
which has been much, much requested by a lot of you. We go on to do Star Wars. Cannot wait. Oh, which what what we starting with? We starting with Phantom. Phantom no, with or... the, I, well, I'm I'm I, I'm open to be disagreed with, but I would have thought release order. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I wasn't sure which which order we're going in. Yeah, we... me neither actually. Considering we haven't actually, I know we're going to do Star Wars, but we kind of haven't. We actually haven't discussed yet which order we're going to do it in. Whether it's going to be in release order, or if we're going to do it literally, unfortunately, starting from Phantom and working our way through. Um, we'll discuss that offline, but I, I do think yeah, we, we can tend, chat in a, we we can tend chat to do release order. But I mean, uh, I, I'm not going to. Listeners, what would you like us to do? If you want us to do release order, let us know. If you want us to go, start yeah, tell us what you one. think, and we'll ignore you and do what we wanted anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you'll feel part of the process, and we'll claim well, we hundreds. Want, we'll don't. claim hundreds others said whatever it was we wanted to do. It so, tens. Yeah. But it's the end of a series. Which means <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah we'll, we'll claim whatever one more person said. <laughs> the thing that... Yeah, yeah. It's just like Alan Potter. I've got a hundred and four friends. <laughs> I've got a hundred because I've got a hundred and four friends. <laughs> okay, so it's your turn, Becca, for our choice of Bond commentary. So, what does that mean? Yes, I get to pick the Bond movie for our commentary. So that means, do you expect us to talk or return with a commentary on You Only Live Twice? 